0: Smiley audio media The others tell it but they truth has some limits We got that food for soul now what they feeding you? Black lives matter all the time Yeah let's talk about it School to prison pipeline. Yeah, let's talk about it. Police brutality out of line. Yeah, let's talk about it. All these thoughts running through my mind. We gotta talk about yeah, it. Yeah, man, let's talk about it. We got a lot to talk about right
1: here, KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome to the Danny Morrison Show, the whole nine of the nighttime, right at nine, back in a booth after a pretty historic weekend involving a pretty historic event, which celebrated a pretty historic mayor elect in the middle of a pretty historic area of Los Angeles, brought to you by this pretty historic black owned and operated radio station, KBLA Talk 1580. <laughs> More on that later. But tonight's topic of conversation continues the recent trend of leaning on the annals of history so that everyone listening can understand the gravity of what's potentially happening within our communities. Let me explain. You see, as you've heard me articulate ad nauseum on this broadcast, we black people are in the midst of two historic and transformative time periods which will likely determine the long-term health and welfare of us as a people. One, the Browning of America. That magical year, 2045, has been the year that experts have pinpointed as the year when this country will have more minorities within it than Caucasians for the first time in American history, which is partially why we've seen an influx of new melanin-deficient voices joining the chorus of replacement theory, white anxiety, and, of course, white supremacy. Even the black-white supremacist Kanye West has even chosen to join our enemies on the racial battlefield. And the other is the racial reckoning. Shout out to the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, who may have the best definition I've read on what the racial reckoning actually is. They write, and I quote, the United States is in a profound moment of public reckoning with its history of racial injustice. In the time since George Floyd's murder, national and local initiatives seeking truth, redress, and reform for historical (laughs) racial injustices have multiplied across the country. These efforts include national proposals for a truth, racial healing, and a transformation commission and reparations commission, as well as dozens of sub-national initiatives on reparations, truth, and reform. Diverse in form, these efforts are united in their goal of seeking remedies for state-sanctioned racial violence and discrimination, end quote. Here, here, you got that right. And we ain't never looking back. But unfortunately, Every single time a historical movement starts to take shape, there are always a number of individual black suitors who feel that they are more than and sometimes better qualified to lead the charge. And sometimes we get it right. But uh, let's not forget that Martin Luther King Jr. himself had more haters than one might imagine. Check this out. According to an early 1968 Harris Poll, The man whose half century of martyrdom that we celebrate every single day on this radio station died with a public disapproval rating of nearly 75%. A shocking figure in his own day, but even more shocking when juxtaposed with today's highly polarized political climate. Because please realize that for every East Coast hip-hop, there is a West Coast hip-hop. For every Ralph Tresvant, there is a Bobby Brown sneering in the background. And for every Jesus, there is a Judas. In other words, for every individual or movement that comes along in a lifetime, there is always someone or something nearby that feels that they could do a better job. Which is exactly what I think is happening with our self-proclaimed black leaders who are all jockeying for position to be the voice of the black community and be our melanated megaphone as we collectively move further into the 21st century. And one of those people found himself in a bit of a pickle this past week. And it sucks because I love this cat. His name is Van Jones. Political commentator. Lawyer. He's also a three-time New York Times bestselling author and a CNN host and contributor and an Emmy Award winner. He also founded or co-founded several nonprofit organizations, including the Ella Baker Center for Human Rights, Color of Change, and the Dream Corps. And that's not even counting all of the work he's done towards criminal justice reform over the past decade. So much so, just last year. He was the recipient of the inaugural Courage and Civility Award from Jeff Bezos at a press conference following Blue Origin's first human flight. Begos, Bezos gifted Van Jones $100 million to distribute to nonprofit organizations of Jones's choice. Van Jones is a monster. Period. Uh, some might say that the comments Van Jones was spewing at a recent event was out of pocket and has all kinds of black people upset. For those that haven't heard, word came out last week that Van Jones was apologizing on behalf of our community for our silence over Kanye West's recent praise of Hitler and Nazis in a speech at the United Jewish Appeal Federation of New York, and the criticism of Van was aggressive and swift. Once the news trickled out, Word has it that Van made a few phone calls to a few members of the media demanding for them to retract their statements because he claimed that the infamous public apology never took place. One publication even took, out, took him at his word and posted a retracted statement. But what did Van Jones actually say anyway? Did he really say what everyone's saying he said? He originally denied it, but once again, I brought receipts for my beautiful Danny Mo show audience, and I'll let you decide. Listen.
0: Then to start off with an apology.
2: Then to start off with an apology. For the silence of my community. And for the speech of my profession.
1: the applause, huh. not the applause. When we were hit as a black community with appalling
2: anti-black bigotry and racism that the whole world saw on a video, we expected and insisted that everyone stand and roar back against that hatred and
0: people did by the tens of millions, people marched in a pandemic by the tens of millions, non-black people, to say we will not accept this sort of racism, this sort of violence, this sort of hatred
2: on this planet. People marched by the millions. And yet, as this Wave of hatred has been building against your community. We have rationalized over and over and over again, responding not with a roar, but often with barely a
1: squeak and sometimes a shrug. Sounds like an apology to me. One Twitter user named Reesey, at Black Women Views, wrote, quote, "...Van Jones lying on black folks and claiming that our community has been silent on Kanye's anti-Semitism is offensive and anti-black. As far as allowing Ye to say those things, he praised Hitler on a white man's show and was unsuspended on Twitter by a white man, so why are we in it?" End quote. Good question. And one of my favorite black voices took things even further. Van Lathan took it upon himself to skewer his namesake on his higher learning podcast too. Listen.
3: What happened at this event was cultural blackface.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was.
3: It was taking something that is not black. I'm not saying Van Jones. I'm talking about all this shit that he was talking about. Mm-hmm. All the untruths that were coming out of his mouth, right? Right. All the misinformation that was come out, coming out of his mouth, something that's not black. We've seen all kinds of guys with prominent positions talk about the anti-Semitism that has existed and reared its ugly head in the last ex- We for two years even. And we know these guys are because they've been roundly criticized and called out by a lot of different people, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Including the Kanye's and the rest of them. Everybody's been called a coon and a sellout and all of this stuff. So it's been black people speaking up about that. Right. What Van Jones did was take all of these things that aren't black and then put a black face on them, stand out, stand out, stand in front of a bunch of people and try to curry their favor It's like literally cultural blackface Mm -hmm.
1: is what he did. Whoa. So I say all that to say this. We black people are not a monolith. We say that on this broadcast all the time. For Van Jones to get in front of a group of prominent Jewish folks and proclaim, while suspiciously suspiciously ignoring data proving otherwise, that we black people aren't speaking out against anti-Semitism and white supremacy is not only off-base, it's a downright lie. Multiple prominent black people have been using their microphones, speaking out against Kanye West's shenanigans, and even Kyrie Irving's misplaced tweets over the past few weeks in an effort to dismantle the narrative that black people are anti-Semitic. And I'm willing to bet that the majority of black people are against what this current iteration of Kanye West has become. Even Dr. Umar Johnson, a longtime ally and apologist for Kanye West, spoke out against him on his recent Breakfast Club interview. We didn't create Kanye, y'all did. And we showed did create anti-Semitism. And it breaks my heart to hear Van Jones somehow offer his sincerest apology for black America's unwillingness to confront white supremacist rhetoric while simultaneously taking hatred and placing it in the, into the lap of an entire people, my people, black people, the same people, who have arguably endured more hatred than any other group on earth. In conclusion, Van Jones is not the voice of the black community. Is he a leader? Perhaps. But leader can be a pretty nebulous term, No, But as apparently the self-presumed voice of our community, Van Jones should first check in with us to make sure his apology is supported by the consensus. Because we have no problem admitting when we're wrong. But Van, let's at least make sure we're all singing the same song. But that's just me. Tell me what you think, L.A. Was Van Jones out of pocket for his apology? Huh? Black Twitter is. Uh They've been eating him up all weekend. It's it's been pretty aggressive. Do you think that we African Americans are too silent on anti-Semitism? No. And some are calling his actions straight up Kooning. Are you going that far? Also, who does speak for us? You've heard me mention names like Barack, Charlemagne, Van Lathan, Michael Eric Dyson, Rizza. Angela Ra, Tavis Smiley. These are a few of my choices. Who are your choices, though? And what constitutes a black leader in 2022 for you? Holler at your boy. Your voice is change. Your voice to community. Your voice is on. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. You can also stream us via the brand new KBLA streaming app on your App Store. iOS or Android. It don't matter. That same app allows you to send me your questions and comments that I will answer. Live at different intervals throughout the broadcast. Plus... Like, share, and follow your favorite radio station live on our socials. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KBLA1580. Feel free to follow me at Danny Mo Show on those same platforms too. Plus, me in my nighttime partner in crime, Robin Ayers, will take your comments via the ecosystem of our social network. Check this out when we come forward. I will add another 7 Series to add to the topic of conversation tonight. Look. Many people tend to call themselves a black leader solely based on popularity. Bull. Not all of them deserve that title. In order to be considered as one, in my opinion, there's a certain criteria you must possess in order for me to take you seriously. That's why my seven series tonight is the seven characteristics required for me to seriously consider you as a black leader. Just because you are successful ain't enough. Money and power are the least of my expectations for one to actually lead, I'll explain. Add to the conversation with your phone calls when we come forward. Welcome to the Danny Morrison Show on unapologetically progressive KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Let's ride.
2: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles, like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. The Insta. will talk. Real time, the gospel truth. You're listening to The Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: Broadcasting live from LeMurk Park, Park, California. Streaming live on the KBLA YouTube page as we speak. I'm not here to tell you how to think, but I am here to tell you what to think about. We black in a spot. Another episode of The Danny Morrison Show. KBLA Talk 1580. First on the scene, so fresh and so clean. Let's check out what the queen I mean. Hit it, Eddie. Come on, let's go. Jeez, yo.
5: Oh.
6: <laughs> I told you, I told
5: you. Oh, okay, was that cool? okay, no, that was cool. That was cool. It wasn't long enough, but it not just playing. I'm always find something I wrong. I'm playing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was one of the one of the, the good ones. Thank the you. The boxing.
1: How was your weekend? Off the chain. Well, Saturday we know it was off, off the, the chain.
5: chain. Yeah, Saturday was just so amazing it was so great having um having our block party and mm. then just being able to be out there with the community and you know we were vibing out there jamming to all the performances guapole brian mcknight i mean club new i mean new i mean did they not literally like Come tear on. that stage up
1: all three perform all four Clyla. Yeah. She killed it too. Yeah, spoken she word.
5: She did. Absolutely. She did. Fun, fun it fun. was it was really amazing. And then I, I got a lot of feedback from people who weren't able to attend and they were uh they they were able to see it on um on the stream, you know, on live stream on YouTube. So it was just really great overall. Um, we had a good time.
1: Yeah, all the reports I heard were the stream that was going over YouTube was live and indirect. The sound was great. The video was great. Yeah. It was multimedia. It was clean, 4K. I said, look at
5: us, awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, listen here, though. I, I guess the bottom line really, really is that. You know, we all, we often call uh, Tavis our fearless leader, right? Mm. But that's for a reason. Look Come what on. he was able to do. It was a welcome home for Karen Bass. I mean...
1: In a short span of time. In a too, very short
5: span of time. We had vendors. We had food trucks out there. And... We are the ones who were out there with her. Come I mean, on. she wasn't doing anything else, you know, no one else in LA was doing anything for her before her inauguration. Mm-hmm. We were the ones. I mean, so really shout out to to Tavis Smiley for blowing that thing up. I mean, it was incredible. It was mm-hmm. I felt like it was just an impeccable uh, an, an impeccable event. Very well
1: said. It's the first time that I felt like, okay, this is Black LA, right? Mm. This, this this is us. This is us celebrating us. Yep. This is holding up this queen that's about to take over the city and change some things. Yeah, being able to celebrate her and that interview that Dominique did with her on stage. Oh, it was
5: so great. And then I, I I loved it. I loved. There's a a, like I have footage of that moment that Dominique brought her out. Dominique over there working the crowd and like you know I was just like okay. And um, the song I want my hands on that song. Who did it? Who I don't know. I don't know. I'll I'll I asked uh, DJ PZB. Yeah. Um, she says she says she'll get at. Me, She'll, I don't know if she's trying to get permission to pass the song along or not. I don't know, but that song was amazing. Yeah,
1: for those who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Dominique played a song that was custom made for yeah. Karen Bass with her name in a hook. Yeah, and said, that,
5: it was. That track is moving. I was like, who is that? I tried to Shazam it. No, I wasn't getting. No, no, no yeah, this yeah, is nice. that's, that's, that's a real exclusive yeah, right yes, there. You know, that's enough. yeah.
1: But uh, <laughs> 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 and Sunday, the brunch was here. The obviously. brunch
5: was here. We had a, a company brunch, which was amazing. And and the food was amazing, and uh, we just, you know, we laughed and had a time of fellowship, so that's always a great thing, too, you know?
1: I couldn't make that, but yeah. I heard and I saw. Yeah. And, man, it's been Black Excellence all weekend. Yeah,
5: yep. Wow. Yep. I went, I got home, I took a nap, word what up to that? the nap, I, I a know, nap, and and I uh, went to get a massage, too. <sighs> I hate you right now. Listen, I mean, I was sleeping in a massage. I'm winning.
1: Man. (laughs) Only naps I got is on the back of my neck right now. That's about (laughs) (laughs) it.
5: oh no what's going
1: on with the raw report today
5: oh my goodness I mean so over the weekend obviously so much was happening I woke up and when I woke up and and pretty much got myself together I went through you know all of my news sources and everything like that and I pretty much had my raw report from the very beginning of this morning that's how full the weekend was
1: I know one thing that I know you're gonna talk
5: about what's that diddy to, we have to that's that kind of broke the internet today. Pocarisha. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so that's that that's an interesting one. We definitely gotta talk about that. Um Mark Curry that mm. he lit it up. Um as well as Dr. Umar. I mean he has several things to say, but we'll break that down as well. Um there's a, a few fun things going on in the Rob Report, so yeah, I can't wait to get to it.
1: Rob Report coming up at the top of the hour in the meantime and in between time. Uh, make sure you follow us on all socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Like, share, comment. You can use the open mic feature on the KBLA app if you don't want to call the show. Daryl, we'll get to you in a second. Also, we've got some upon further review clips we'll bring you in the third hour after the raw Report. Clips you've sent us that extend the conversation on uh, topics we've touched on on the Danny Moe Show in the past few days. The first clip is a clip that you've all heard, but I want to give it even more shine. Trevor Noah Show. Listen. He gave a powerful final address on his final broadcast of The Daily Show, giving love to black women. It deserves to be repeated over and over. We will dissect the greatness of that clip. The second clip is Dr. Umar Johnson that Robin was just talking about. Maybe I won't have to play it because it looked like she got it all taken (laughs) care of. Uh, He was on The Breakfast Club. He went in on the Deion Sanders situation, and I sent it to Andy and Robin saying, Doesn't this sound familiar? Who, Mm -hmm. Who was saying exactly these words? Interesting. And the third clip is a, a clip from Tupac. We haven't played that yet, have we? We'll get to that tonight. But right now, let's take the phone calls real quick. Let's get to Daryl. Daryl, give me your height, your color, and your hood. Daryl? Uh, let's see, six
7: two, uh, LA. Uh, let me see, copper brown.
1: Uh, Daryl's calling from Mars, it sounds like. <laughs> what, a, what? Repeat that one more time. Your phone is breaking up. One more time.
7: Okay, 6 two,
8: uh, copper brown. All right, put Daryl on hold
1: real quick. We'll come back to you. If you can get it together. (laughs) He sounds sounds like he got an Obama phone or something. Mm -hmm. But tonight, we are coincidentally discussing what it means to be a black leader in America. What's the criteria? Money, power, respect? And was Van Jones out of pocket for taking it upon himself to apologize on behalf of us to a room full of prominent Jewish people? And who do you trust in those positions? I take it to the queen. Look, black Twitter doesn't say it at all. But where do you stand on what Van Jones did?
5: Uh well let me let me take this stance for a second. Um talking about him in leadership. One thing that I don't like. Now I don't agree with, you know, him um sort of speaking on behalf of all black people and I do think that it's misguided because it's not that's not true. Everybody's been talking, to, everybody's been condemning Kanye and what he's talking about. Um, There's a so, minority
1: of us that side with him, but that's yeah, a minority. Of exactly.
5: Us. So I, so he can't necessarily just put a blank, you know how I feel about blanket statements and mm. all of that. Um, the, so a couple of things, it feels like he's trying to position himself almost like, you know, let me be clear. The same thing that I felt that LeBron was doing when he mm. didn't, uh, when he didn't take up for Kyrie the first time. Um, but besides that, I have a problem with uh, the fact that when we, the people, put black people in leadership, and we've called Van Jones a leader, mm-hmm. you know, um, that they can't make any mistakes and or else it's stripped all all away. That's right. It's, it seems like that's what we do. We put people in place and then we strip them all once they do something that we just don't like. Mm-hmm. So now he's got a stain on him that will remain until he does something that is just you know, uh, in our favor, something that's overwhelmingly uh, great for our people. So that's sort of where he'll remain. I think
1: there's two things and the reason people are reacting the way that they are. Number one, it looks like he was trying to shut people up after he actually did it. And they didn't take too kindly to that. Some of those members allegedly were black media. They had a problem with that. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, they've never really accepted him as being one of us. Mm-hmm. You know, he was married to a white woman, you know, he has another baby by another white woman mm-hmm. and I don't think they've ever accepted him as being a black man. I yeah. disagree. Because mm-hmm. I go, look at that cat's record. Who's blacker than Van Jones? Mm-hmm. But I think the way in which he speaks the way in which he dresses. Mm -hmm. He doesn't fit your, you know, He's not Dr. Umar. There you go. (laughs) And I think black people got a problem with that. And I go, we got to stop that. Yeah. We got to stop. Look at his work. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't say he ain't out here doing mm-hmm.
5: it. That's a whole topic right there because we've talked about if you are married to someone white or have a a, a white um, you know spouse or something like that, can you be all the way pro black? We just mm-hmm. talked about that, and he's a good example. I mean, I think that everything that he's done and, and what he stands for is a is a prime example of how you can be pro black. But um, it's just this one thing has you know, has black Twitter going at his neck. And I don't know that. I think he'll recover. But, you know, I think we are so fickle as a people.
1: He just made a mistake and never, like you said, never make blanket statements, mm-hmm. never speak in absolutes, mm-hmm. you know. And you, you're not necessarily... The spokesperson mm-hmm. yeah. for us. Yeah, I gave you my list, and he used to be on that list, and probably still is. One 1-80-9-2015. One 1580 When we come forward, we'll check in with Daryl. Hopefully, he got that Obama phone phone taken care. And J W is in South Central as well. Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. Uh, we got a lot to talk about right now. News and traffic. Let's go.
2: Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. Fifteen eighty. Fifteen eighty
1: night, Monday uh-huh. through Friday, uh-huh. 9 p.m. to midnight. You know how we do? Uh-huh. Talking about Van Jones tonight, who thought he was getting a job done, talking to a group of Jewish people uh, uh-huh. about the silence of the uh, black community involving one Kanye West, but uh, the black community disagrees. Let's go back to the phone. Let's give Daryl another shot. Oh,
5: Daryl. he probably calling
1: with a tin cannon string think, at this point. Hi, color hood, Daryl. <laughs> I traded in my Obama phone. <laughs> traded in my Obama phone. Awesome. Uh, right, let's in.
7: see. Six-two, L.A., Copper Brown.
1: Yeah, L.A., Checking in, drop that. Come on. Yeah, 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 real quick, because uh, I'm kind of short on time, but I want to give you an opportunity. Right, what do you I, think I about this you. whole time? I get
7: you. I get you. I, I just think, uh, now, first of all, I do like Van Jones, but I think that he was trying to get himself a little shine, you know? And I think, because if he was going to apologize to anybody, he should apologize to the black community for Kanye West. Ooh. Okay. Hell, okay. but I mean, again, he knows this cat is a loose cannon. He and I don't know why they call that boy a genius because I don't see it. I mean, I've heard better raps for sure. Okay, hold but on. That's what you what you not going to do
1: on the Danny Mo show tonight is try to uh, <laughs> minimize the greatness of I, one. I, just, Look, Kanye West. Kanye those first four. He Ka- Kanye West is the only hip hop artist in history whose first four albums are classic. Period. I get that. Okay.
7: Okay. I get that. I ain't
1: trying to take nothing away from the boy,
7: but I'm telling you, if if I would have lost one point four billion, I would have went somewhere and sat my butt down. Mm-hmm. He's you don't get to just say anything you want to say. And he's old enough to know that. He's saying a lot of this stuff just for attention. He up here buddying up with Trump and all these white supremacists and stuff like that, and they'll let and then he sits up there in his there and goes stocking that. Dude, come on, man, be a man. I mean, what are you doing? And of course, the white people side with him, just like Kanye, just like freaking Candace Owens. But I mean, she had, this woman that may have built a career out of talking about black people, and didn't have a word to say about freaking Herschel Walker. You ain't got nothing to say about this cat, yeah, really. Ain't that what
1: you do? I thought we were talking about Van Jones tonight, yeah. but uh, you going in on Kanye. You know, let's bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> What's your opinion on Van Jones? <laughs> you think he was simply, you know, putting himself in a position I, maybe to make a political I run at some shy. point? I,
7: I I think he was just trying to get a little shine for himself. He he knows Kanye West. Uh, I mean, granted, the boy can write. He's he's all of that. Um, he, he he He's not in my top five, though. But that said, the, uh, Van Jones was just trying to get a little shine because you know he was feeling it. I guess he you, was you mean he you mean it.
1: CNN host and commentator Van Jones, it, best-selling it, it, author it, yeah. Van Jones. It, you mean the one who just, has a microphone and commands millions of followers every single day needs there, attention? About, is what you're but saying? Okay. So do Kanye. Okay, but just, so do Kanye.
5: Right. What he said, um, I believe what he, what what Daryl is saying is that uh, that Van Jones is trying to get shine. That's similar to what I was saying. I think he was trying to position himself because if they're saying that a, Jewish people. It, right. So if they're saying that they are the ones who are running, you know, media, they're the ones who are running, you know, the entertainment world. Then then it's foresee. you can foresee how he'd be like. Let me try to get an opportunity to kind of, Ah. you know what I'm saying, Uh, apologize to them to kind of position himself like, oh, he's one, he's a good guy. We should, you know, look out for him, or you know what I mean. Okay,
1: that's fair. Is that what you're trying to say, there? In a roundabout way.
7: Absolutely. We ain't never been responsible for Kanye before. All the other crazy stuff he said. So why you gonna put us? Uh, apologizing for us, I mean, you—you you, you check in with nobody. You just went up there and did it. Look, when Kanye yeah, said George I mean, Bush on, doesn't man. care
1: about black people, I was on his side. Uh, I don't know about you. I was there. I was <laughs> clapping. I was like, wow, I was, "That's what I'm talking about." But George Bush was
7: the only president. He gave more money to Africa before it before the oh, ever happened. All
1: right. George, you I'm tap dancing. Saying, you and Van Jones I'm holding hands, kidding. tap dancing right now.
6: <laughs> I got Daryl. I
1: got to go. God bless you. Have a good one. Okay, right, All right, okay, let's go to JW. JW, give me your height, your color, and your hood. JW, hey,
8: hey, hey, yeah. Uh, I'm 511 and from South Central, man.
1: South Central, check it in. Drop that call. Let's go. Yeah. Yay, yay. What you got on your mind tonight? Uh,
8: yeah. Well, first of all, I I didn't know that the brother was married to a white woman, so you learn something new every day. And that makes it suspect to me, but uh, like the other card just stated, um, he never said nothing that was contrary or abnormal or odd or, you know, counterproductive for our race. And he has always done uh, positive things and constructive things. He has built a name for himself in, in that respect. But also, I don't know how he can make a blanket statement as well for the whole black society and apologize to us. And that, that arouses my curiosity as
1: well. What is <laughs> Diana Ross? How did she get into this conversation? Really? So if you date someone or marry someone outside of your race, oh, you can oh, never I'll, speak I'll, on I'll, black I'll, issues.
8: No, no, no. I'm just saying I never knew that he was married to uh, someone of a different nationality. Well, he, he is That's no longer married,
1: out. just for the record. He's no longer, but he was married to a white woman. And then he went, okay, I think he has okay. another child with another white woman that they co-parent together. Oh.
8: Okay, well that was the society our comment I was uh, you know, sharing. But yeah. My only point that I'm trying to make is he shouldn't make a blank blanket statement or, you know, generalize uh, the the whole, you know, black society uh, with his comment by making that uh, policy. Would you That's give Would
1: you give his comment more more credence, more credibility if he had a Shanika on his arm? Is that what you're telling me right now?
8: Oh, no, no, I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying he shouldn't have made a blanket statement in general or overgeneralized, uh, period. Yeah. Because he's too intelligent for that, you know, so I don't know why he did that. And I'm curious about his motives, but more importantly, the reason why I called in is we should challenge him to a dialogue and get his rationale and his motive or his agenda. For, uh, he even saying that cause he could have a hidden agenda or some motives that... Our suspect. You know, we need to find out his point of view in in order to get the facts, and, instead of speculating. You know, yes. making assumptions.
1: I so. said to Robin off I Mike like a few. Too. I said to Robin off Mike a few minutes ago. I said uh, he's been very yeah. quiet yeah. ever since the audio dropped. I guess he was making some phone calls, saying, "Don't be putting mm-hmm. that up, and don't make those false statements about me." Once the audio mm-hmm. dropped, we ain't mm-hmm. heard from Van, so that tells you a yeah. lot. It would be nice for him right. to just get on an Instagram live and go. You know, I could have said but, that different.
4: That's all you uh, got to
8: do. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know you're short for time, so I'll make this real quick. I'm that same brother that uh, made that comment about <laughs> I mean West should not have to be so uh, criticized because of making uh, a comment about Jewish race, even though he should know better because they have power for both voting black or, or racial people in terms of their influence and their finances. But we should be able to be critical of any uh, nationality and comment that's things based on the truth. And I don't think he really overstepped his bounds, even if he does uh say things out of
1: character. And I said, although I disagree, I respect the opinion. Have a good night, JW. I appreciate you, all right. Good night. Good night. One 920 one eight hundred nine two oh fifteen eighty. We blaze up the Southern series on the other side. Danny Mo Show stay there. From Bakersfield to
2: Los Angeles <laughs> to night. By like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. Real talk, real time, the gospel truth. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk
1: 1580. Yes, sir. Let's jump right into the seven series of the night, Andy. Let's go. Come
2: on. One topic, seven answers. It's time for the 7th series on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got
1: a lot to talk. About. Seven characteristics that are required for me to seriously consider you as a black leader. Number one, you gotta be a bomb communicator. The Republican Party took it upon themselves to use Herschel Walker as the representative for black American conservatives. But Herschel is so dumb, it takes him an hour to make minute rice. Like, for real. Herschel Walker? Please. That man has to stand on a chair to raise his IQ. And they pick that cat? Couldn't communicate even if you paid him. And they tried. You gotta be able to communicate with the people. That's the first characteristic required for me to seriously consider you as a black leader. Here's number two. You gotta be confident. Confident, not cocky now. There's a fine line, but I want my black leaders to exude confidence on the microphones and when faced with pushback in public, you are representing us wholly as a people. Now show them how we really do by being unapologetically black. And that's the second characteristic required For me to seriously consider you as a black leader. Here's number three. You gotta have a vision, man. What do you wish for us? Where should we go? How do we achieve it? Taking the time to criticize white America for its hypocrisies and criticizing the black Americans for our shortcomings are needed. But you gotta have answers in addition to the diagnosis. Most of us know what ails us, but not many of us know the solution. That's the third characteristic required for me to seriously consider you as a black leader. I go to the queen real fast. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that about a lot of us, a lot of our black leaders. Mm -hmm. It's like whenever we screw up, they're on a microphone saying what we've done wrong. Mm -hmm. Whenever white America screws up, they're on a microphone saying what white America has done wrong. Mm -hmm. We we can see both. What do they say we should do next? That tells me whether or not you're a black leader. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, they don't offer solutions. They offer the megaphone to, we, we need to boycott it. We, we need to do this. I'm, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. All right? But what next?
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, We can't just be
1: about yelling all
5: the time. No, that's a fact because, I mean, you're just pointing out the obvious. And, you know, but I agree with you that um, to me, primarily, you just need to, a leader will lead. You know, a leader will not only um, suggest and, and have things to say about what we should do next, but they're actually going to start doing it. They're gonna be the ones who started.
1: Which is why we should give Van Jones grace, <laughs> cause Van Jones is doing exactly that's that.
5: what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. I think he does. He he needs grace. It might be a mistake what he said, but he needs grace because everything else that he's been doing thus far, you know.
1: They're trying to cancel him as we speak.
5: Yeah, that, I, it's just that cancel culture thing. It's just really. It's just too much.
1: No doubt. Here's number four. You need to show respect for others. And I mean all others. Beating up on the uh, systemic racism of this country and the white inhabitants who now uh, uh, benefit from it uh, is easy to show a little disrespect toward. But how do you treat the LGBTQ, though? Huh? How do you treat gang members, though? Huh? Black people who are marginalized even more than our majority. I need my black leaders to root for everybody black, regardless of their tax bracket, regardless of their sexual orientation. And that is the fourth characteristic required for me to seriously consider you as a black leader. Let's keep it real. As a number of our more prominent black leaders mm-hmm. speaking out against gay people,
5: mm-hmm.
1: I got a problem with all that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they beat people over the head with a Bible in their hand. Mm-hmm. I got all kinds of problems.
5: With yeah, that. Some, I, I do too.
1: You're going to lead us? Lead us all. Yeah. Here's number five. You need to be an honest person. No one expects perfection for all of sin and come short. But you could preach morality uh, by having a promiscuous lifestyle? No. You could preach responsibility by being an absentee parent? No. You can't preach financial literacy when you're deep in debt. Practice what you preach with honesty. And that is the fifth characteristic required for me to seriously consider you as a black leader. You ain't got to be perfect, Robin. Mm -hmm. Because none of us are. Van Jones is proving that right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you 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 gotta be close to it, so yeah, you got to keep your nose clean
5: and to be fair, what Van Jones said is is y- you can agree or disagree with it. It's not right or wrong. I think it's an opinion. I think Correct. you can have an opinion about it. it It doesn't mean that he he made a mistake. Uh, to some people, he, that was a mistake. But mm-hmm. to other people, they completely agree. They're, they have no problem with what he said. So it wasn't a wrong thing. It's just a matter of opinion. And they
1: mm-hmm. just got to consider the source, too. If, if Dr. Yeah. Umar said those exact same words, mm-hmm. would there be this much of a dust-up with people? Nope.
5: Right. Well, nope.
1: They'd be like, you know what? He got a point, though. He got a point, though.
5: I'll talk about that Dr. Umar a little bit later. But... <laughs>
1: I'm sure we're going to talk about it. What bothers me about Umar, just real quick, he goes on this brilliant run mm-hmm. and then takes a hard left turn where I go, I can't get down with that. Mm. He'll go on a brilliant run for two, three minutes, and then he'll say, yeah, the sky is purple. And he's like, wait a minute, <laughs> doctor. God, you, you had me. Mm. All right. Uh, here is number six. You need to be willing to uh, take the initiative. Are you willing to step out on faith? Are you willing to speak out before anyone else does? Are you willing to take the bull by the horns and be our voice on the front lines? Whenever injustice strikes, I want someone that is willing to jump into the foxhole and be our voice in times of crisis, no matter how hot the situation may be, with direction included. That's the sixth characteristic required for me to seriously consider you as a black leader. Here's number seven, and we will round this up. Man, you got to be tough,
6: man. (sighs) (laughs) Yep.
1: Social media has expanded criticism from anti-black people exponentially. Practically everyone on earth can sling arrows at you for having an opinion on injustice. But are you tough enough? Do you have backbone? Can you block out the haters? Can you soldier through the gauntlet? That is what it will take for you to be a black leader. Kanye is low-hanging fruit. So was Donald Trump. But can you speak out against those who do us harm, even those who may be the hand that feeds you? That is true leadership, and that is the seventh and final characteristic required for me to seriously consider you as a black leader. That's why some people are twisted in what Kanye West is doing. They're Mm -hmm. saying, he threw away his entire fortune to speak out against the Jewish population. I go, well, see, that's the problem. He spoke out uh, against the entire population. Mm Should have just specified who those individuals were Mm -hmm. he's got a problem with. But to throw an entire religion under the bus is yeah
5: black. and he did he he actually did talk about a few people as well but like in addition to right <laughs> and so um that that whole Kanye thing I'm actually not gonna give any more um any more uh energy to
1: you're
5: done I, I'm done and I think at this point anyone who has him on you know their their platforms it's for a reason obviously Wack 100 just did the same thing he had him on Clubhouse now Wack is a, a, a friend of mine actually but I know he's known to do very wild things and that is one of them because he knows what he's doing Wack is, is known for stirring up stuff and so of course you can you can get Ye on on Clubhouse to go and they started charging by the way For I don't know how they do it I don't know how Clubhouse house operates now but charging for this this uh exclusive basically conversation and you know when
1: he was laughing about uh Meek Mill. Mill.
5: Yeah, this was during that time, exactly. He
1: was busting up.
5: Yeah, but it's like he's not saying anything new. He's not saying anything informative. He's not saying anything valuable. We don't need what he has to say. So, you know, at this point, to me, it's not about Kanye anymore. I mean, yeah, we could talk about Van Jones and what he's saying, but it's not about Kanye anymore. We understand what's happening with that. Maybe we don't understand what's happening with that, which is the problem. But – but i think mainly people continue to open up their platforms for him we are perpetuating this silliness mm. you know and this narrative of 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 like all this like hateful rhetoric i'm done with kanye i have nothing to say about him so mm. um you know at this at this point yeah i understand van jones and and you know what he had to say on behalf of of us not k- kind of like condemning kanye but Kanye is not the issue. Mm. He's not the issue at this point for me. Mm.
1: Well said. I agree. I, I'd love to think that we are done, but I don't think we are. I will say it until I'm blue in the face. This ends badly. What that means, I don't know. That's between Kanye and God. But it seems like it ends badly. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's sad. We shall see. Yeah. News in traffic right now. A bomb raw report on the other side. Danny Morrison Show. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Stay there.
2: KBLA 1580
1: Santa Monica. You were checking out the Danny Morrison show, KBLA Talk 1580. I'm gonna let a verse run, but there is no verse in this song, really. No. It's like a hook, a whole lot of beats and a whole nine, right? Mm. Had his last night. Is that is that a Diddy and a fam? No, it's no,
5: that's not. uh is that dirty money?
1: Dirty money and diddy. That's that? what it is. It's not dirty money either. No,
5: is it just fifty? Or excuse me, what Diddy.
9: It's a Diddy album. Hmm.
1: I know it's a Diddy album, but is yeah. it Diddy and the Fam? No, it's not. What is it?
9: Press play. Can you guess the year?
1: Oh. Hmm. well, it's post 2010, so I'm gonna say Do Actually, that... no. No!
9: Who who's featured on the song?
1: I thought it was Uh, Dirty Money, but I I guess not.
9: Robin, who's featured on the song?
5: If I told you, I'm trying to think think about whose voice that is. Um, Whose voice is that? I don't
9: know. That's Keisha Cole. Oh, Keisha Cole. So when did Keisha Cole kind of you know? Two
5: thousand five. That's
1: good. That's it. That's a a
5: six. Six maybe. Wow. Okay. Six. That song came out sixteen years ago.
1: We getting old up in here. Like, real talk, though. Dang. That's
6: then the, crazy. Trip,
1: then the trip you out was somebody said, I was born in the 90s. And you go, man, what was that, 20 years ago? No, that was 30 years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Insanity. By the way, Janet Jackson announced her concert today. I peed a little bit. A little bit. There's a little trickle. Just a little bit. But uh, those tickets go on sale tomorrow. I can't afford them.
9: Hey, Daddy, well, all you gotta just say is be like, this is Danny Morrison. No. Mr. Mr. Cha Cha slide. No, Danny Morrison. Oh, oh, come
1: on. Are, are you rebranding me tonight? I'm rebranding
9: you. You're no more Thirst Trap Morrison. Did we
1: did we burn it up on Saturday? Robert and I burn it up. Y'all
9: both killed it on Saturday. Okay. And that's why I gave you the nickname. For those of you who haven't peeped it, you can go on YouTube KBLA 1580. Mm. And you could rewatch, you know what I'm saying, the celebration for Karen Bass. You could see Danny Morrison and Robin Ayers do their thug thizzle. And you'll see the reason why. I have rebranded Thirst Trap Morrison to Mr. Cha-Cha Slide. Come on now. But uh, all you got to say is, Danny Morrison, I need some
1: tickets. <laughs>
9: I need some tickets to the concert.
1: I want Janet to give me tickets. Mm. And to give me a baby. But right now, let's jump into the robber part, Andy. Come on, let's go. You ready? <laughs> come on. It's the queen
2: of royal bands. It's time for The Rob Report with Robin Ayers. Robin Ayers. Highlighting people and things <laughs> you should know about. From entrepreneurs and entertainers to money and meditation. Robin's got you covered. Get out of here. Follow Robin at Robin Ayers. <laughs> You're listening to The Rob Report on the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. Robin's got a lot to
1: talk about.
5: I feel like I just caught that. You said you want Janet to give you a baby. Huh?
1: Could she? How old is Janet She now? will not. She will not. five But she won't. She will not. Why, why wouldn't she?
5: It ain't happening. She get
1: that that troll a baby. She's
5: not giving you a baby, but I know who just gave somebody else a baby. We sure. Woo! Diddy Diddy dropped the bomb today. He really uh, <laughs> surprised everybody, including his boo, I think, Carisha mm-hmm. Young Miami from City Girls. Um, he and and Carisha have been dating. Uh, but they're not—they're not exclusive. They both have said that they've just been dating. But he also spends a lot of time with uh, Daphne Joy, which is Fifty Cent's baby mom. Mm-hmm. But nobody knew that this other girl was going to come out the blue, having a baby by Diddy in October. And this apparently, this young lady lives in uh, California. She is 28 year old, Dana Tran. Fire. Who goes by Dana. Yeah, Dana T. Um, she's beautiful. She 28 fire. years old.
1: Cybersecurity. She's a
5: cyber security specialist. I mean, her life has changed. Well, who is this woman? We don't know. Like, that's the crazy thing about it. Now, I bet you how Twitter works is mm. Twitter will go and start looking at old videos and being like, there she is in the yeah. background or whatever. But no one ever knew about this woman. So it took everybody by surprise. This is now his um, seventh. seventh child. And her name is Love Sean Combs. Of course. uh, Which you guys know he goes by Love now as well, which is just took, took everybody by surprise. But I guess congratulations to Diddy for that. No comment.
1: How does a billionaire have sex without a condom?
5: I don't think it's about that.
1: It is about that. I don't think so. Why would you do that? Why would you sacrifice yourself like that?
5: Maybe he, well, first of all, we don't know the relationship he has with her. Clearly he, we, it, but that's my whole point. I know it's sort of like secretive, but maybe it's protecting. Who knows? Mm. Who knows?
1: I just don't understand it. Diddy is 50. He
5: almost mm, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with this whole Nick Cannon conversation we've had on this show multiple times. Everybody say he got the money and he got this and he got, he sees his kids. like Mariah Carey begs to differ, came out recently and mm-hmm. said, I wish he would see his kids. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult to do it with that many children spread out, spread around with that many women. Well,
5: let's be clear. He has six kids, but um, several of them are grown, right? (laughs) Um, He, the youngest, I think, are the the Combs twins, the the two, or they have another sister who's right around the same age. But I mean, his kids are, you know, for the most part you know, grown. So, um, can he afford to have one financially? Sure. And time wise, maybe. So, um, I don't know right now. I'm just going to say congratulations. I'm not going to hate on it. I don't know what, what their situation is. Hopefully it's a good one. All I know is this Dana Tran girl. She's, She's, she's fired, winning. Make no mistake. She's winning. She's winning and uh it looks that way.
1: But what does that see
5: we can't do that. That's
1: where society is headed right there. She's winning. What does that mean?
5: She had a beautiful baby.
1: She had a beautiful baby by a rich man does that mean she's winning?
5: Nope, I, I that you 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 put words in my mouth. I'm <laughs> saying she has a she has a brand new baby and it is with Diddy but it it has nothing it's not banking on him. She's a cybersecurity specialist herself. Yeah. So she's already winning. So that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. the girl has got it going on. She's not just some, you know, girl, some groupie who he met. I mean, you know, she's doing her own thing. So I got to give her credit for that. I'm just
1: troubled by the fact that, and I'm not trying to play morality, police, because uh, I am not innocent. Okay?
5: Yeah, because you be doing that. Hey, what, the, what, what, what was that right
1: there? What was that?
4: You be doing did y- that. Y- did y'all
5: see that
1: drive-by just now? You be doing it. Y'all, officer, did you get the plates on that? All right. <laughs> what? what, what, what? <laughs> My point is what I'm making is, mm-hmm. I don't want us to, to normalize this kind of behavior.
5: What kind of behavior?
1: Young people, I don't want them thinking, I'm going to just have a baby with that kid. Mm-hmm. I don't want us ever normalizing that. And I know I sound old when I say this. And like mm-hmm. I said, I ain't innocent. Mm-hmm. But we cannot get to the point where we say, see a rich man, have a baby by a rich man, and she winning. I I'm really pushing well, back against
5: it. I think you're, again, you're twisting what I just said. No, I'm
1: just, that's right. what I see on black Twitter all day.
5: Well, here, but here's the, and, and I don't. She had a
1: baby by Diddy. She's she, she balling right yeah. now. Well,
5: no, I, I think that, that it's different. The other thing about it is that just because someone is a millionaire or a billionaire or famous, known, well known, whatever the case may be, they have to have children as well, right? They have to fall in love as well. They have to go on with their lives as well because they're just regular people. So whoever Whoever they choose to be with Or whoever has a baby by them Like fine You know what I'm saying Who are we Because you're going to have a baby anyway At some point So somebody is going to Somebody is going to be in that position. Mm. Somebody's going to be so we can't we can't knock it all. Like you know I mean, I mean that is kind of winning. At the end of the day, you know your baby is going to be taken care of for you know life. Mm-hmm. Not to say that you you may not be winning because you may not get the relationship out of it, but at least you know your baby is going to be taken care of. Hopefully, this was in a love type of situation. You know, hopefully. Um. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know.
1: Is, is that the trade-off? <laughs> at least she's going to be taken care of the baby.
5: Well, the baby hopefully is not, it's not maybe not the trade-off uh but I think that's included. Hopefully she will be she is in a position to take care of her baby. That's the hope. The hope is that any woman who has a baby by anyone who has money or has fame or whatever is able themselves to take care of their baby.
1: Well, she's she's probably balling. She probably six figures herself.
5: She probably is. Um let's move on.
1: We, come on, we we, oh, we man. got to talk about the other side now,
5: don't we? What other side? Carisha.
9: Are we going to talk about Carisha? Come on, we ain't gonna
5: talk about Carisha! Carisha Young Miami. Come
1: on!
5: What do you wanna say about Carisha?
1: I feel bad for her for the first time.
5: I, do. I think someone said it someone said it best. We don't know. We don't know the, the behind the scenes of the situation, but a few weeks ago or a month ago or so, she unfollowed Diddy. Mm. And all of a sudden, she appeared back on social media with like tons and dozens and dozens of roses surrounding her. People ha- are assuming that she unfollowed him because she found out the news then, which was back in October is when they had this baby. And that the roses were from him like a little, uh, you know, apology or makeup, whatever it was. And then they were sort of back to whatever they were. So the the guess is that she wasn't surprised today when we all found out that she already knew about it. Um, but her and young Miami Carisha and uh, and academics, you see them going back and oh, forth. Man, academics oh, man. is a messy guy. I don't even like to talk about that dude because he's just messy. He's oh, always yeah. in everybody's stuff. Yeah. But basically, he's like, you sound like you're mad. You sound like you know. You know, it's just it's, it's unfair. And I think it's also unfair that people are the reason I didn't really have anything to say about her is, yeah, she's dating Diddy, but they're not exclusive. Right. She made that very clear. You know, they are just having a good time. And pretty much what what can you say about that? It's not like he had a baby on her on his woman. No, y'all just
1: those tweets say otherwise.
5: Y'all chilling, but the tweets aren't really reality. Well, her her tweets. Mm. What is she saying that makes you feel she that? She went
1: way? Off That's when she was going off on academics, mm-hmm. and you know he wouldn't even look at some of y'all bees. Mm-hmm. You know the way he looks at me and blah blah blah. It's like mm-hmm. she's hurting. I
5: don't know. I feel like that is that's her comeback because if you line me up like that, if you start coming from my throat like that. I'm coming at all of you. I'm coming at all of you. you know what I'm saying? I mean, you can handle it one of two ways. You could either just be like, all right, you know, like and you can just close your your social media app and then just get off mm-hmm. or you can just start going and, and knowing her how she is her her demeanor, her behavior is usually like I'm just gonna yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tear all of you guys up so um that's I think I think that's what it is. I think she's trending because everybody is like poor poor Carisha. Uh, but at the same time, my logic says you are not his woman. That mm. is not your man. He did not have a baby on his woman. So, you know, all all is fair game, in my opinion.
1: Does she stay or go? Last question.
5: Um, I, I don't know. It depends on, I don't know the behind the scenes. It's hard to make that, t- that type a of. Just guess. What do you think? She's, she is going to stay, in my opinion. I do. I, I think do. she's going to stay. Mm. I mean, because why wouldn't she? If she left him alone, I think it's a telltale sign that she really wants more and he's not ready to give her more or something like that.
1: Woo! That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> you hitting the nail on the head. I just want to hear your don't know. I don't, know. I don't know if that's
5: the truth or not. I'm just saying, if she left now, it's sort of like you're telling on yourself. You should just stay.
1: Yeah, if you stay and yeah. go, look, that's his life. This is my life. We yeah. love hanging out with one another. It's yep. nothing more than that. And then people go, man, she is a boss.
5: Yep, yep. Exactly. Um, but when we come forward, I still want to talk about this story with uh, Mark Curry. Because I thought that it was its just, uh, he, he laid into some people at a hotel. And he let us all see it. So, we'll play some video from him. Uh, we won't play all of it because he starts to go off on a whole rant. Uh, we'll play a little bit of it when we come forward. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Stay right there.
2: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. to night by like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk
1: 1580.
2: Real talk. Real time. The gospel truth. You're listening to The Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580.
5: Your Raw
1: Report continues. Who are we talking about now? All
5: right, so here's the deal. Mark Curry calls out a, quote, Racist, aggressive, a Wyndham Hotel employee uh, in Colorado Springs. And here's the deal he's sitting in a lobby of this hotel. A gentleman approaches him who works at the hotel, asking him, asking Mark if he is an employee, or excuse me, if he is a guest at this hotel. Instead of responding, Mm -hmm. yeah, right? A quick, a quick, yeah, I'm a guest. Yeah. He turns on his camera goes live and he uh, basically starts calling out this this guy he's like you know oh so I'm the you can't be black sitting in the lobby you know and literally just calling this man a racist uh, the gentleman who was accompanying him another employee he was oh you his uh basically yeah what did
1: he call him uh, he his, was a black kid you, you're his uh what
5: well, he said a uh, achievement did he say I th- or assistant I, of I
1: course remember. he
5: I forgot exactly what he said but um we'll play a little bit of the um <laughs> of the of the video I just felt like it was unnecessary um I'll put this in the poll as well and let me know if you agree or disagree with Mark Curry because I, I I for one disagree with it but I'll let you decide let's go ahead and play this
3: all right. So the problem is, I'm in a hotel lobby, and this man wants to see. I don't know. I'm I don't just know asking what's.
7: if you a guest? Huh? I'm just asking if you're a guest.
3: And I'm asking, are you a guest? I just
7: said no. I'm an employee.
3: Well, let me let me see some ID.
1: Yeah.
3: You got your backup? How you doing, backup?
6: up? <laughs> the guy backup. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hello, backup. John, you've been you've been here for 15 minutes. He's asking me for my, I can't be in the hotel lobby.
1: Mark, answer the question.
3: This hotel lobby, Simple. you cannot be in this hotel lobby if you're black and you're in Colorado Springs. Oh my if God. Black, so if you're black and you're in Colorado Springs, and you're in you are in Colorado lobby. Wow, this is crazy, isn't it? So check it out.
5: So he just turns oh, yeah. the camera around. In this man's face, I feel like it was just such a simple thing to do to say, yes, I'm a guest. Now, had he sh- told this man, yes, I'm a guest here, and the man continued, let me see your ID, that's let different. me see your room key. Yeah, that's that's a bit different. Now you're sort of like harassing when I already answered your question. Um, he, Mark had something else to say. He was like, what about all these other people? Go ask them first, right? Because the video, go and see it. Go and see it on this YouTube, and I'm sure you can pull, pull it up. Um but he says would it go and ask all of these other people, but apparently these other people were having drinks, they were, you know, dining, so uh but he was the only one sort of sitting there and he was just felt offended. So I mean I'm curious, what do you think? Um, Danny.
1: <laughs> I think you and I are dead on, on this one. Um We are such a traumatized people. Mm -hmm. We're so used to having injustice committed against us. Mm. We'll take something that isn't racism and Mm. turn it into racism.
5: That's so true. It
1: bothers me, but here's the other side of the entire thing. I hate when we misuse, misplace calling out racism. Mm. From what I saw from the video, the guy was real cool. He was just standing there like, are you a guest of the hotel? Yeah. Maybe they got a problem with people coming in and chilling. If yeah. he had a problem with people in there using the bathroom and dirtying up the bathroom, mm-hmm. who knows? Mm-hmm. He was just asking, and Mark would not answer a simple mm-hmm. question. All you gotta do is say, "Yeah, I'm a guest," mm-hmm. and like you said, you take it a step further. Different conversation.
5: Could have been different.
1: So it ticks me off that, man, we got to call out true racism and injustice in those moments. And at the Wyndham Hotel that day with Mark Curry, that ain't one of the moments, man. Yeah. And that's that's why they say we cry wolf all the time. Mm-hmm. We say everything is racism, even when it's not. Mm.
5: Yeah, unfortunately, um, they 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 wound up, you know, giving him an apology and saying, you know, they refunded him and they uh, that he's welcome to come back to the hotel, you know, on them, all of that stuff. They also said that they're going to be revisiting training for their staff. And so I just don't think it it, should have warranted all of that. Unfortunately, it, it went to that level. But. Hey, at least Mark Curry, uh, actor, comedian, host Mark Curry will get a free room out of this when he goes back to Colorado Springs.
1: Congratulations. Congratulations to Mark. But now we're going to get the side eye every single time we walk into that
5: hotel. another unfortunate. And another thing happened at a hotel with Tommy Lee. I'm not going to get into this whole story, but she's from Love and Hip Hop. It was a whole turn up thing. She got into it at a hotel with a, a hotel employee, a black hotel employee, and they just had this this battle back and forth. She's calling him a coon. He's calling her ugly. I mean, it turned really, really ugly. Um, I don't even like to see stuff like that, or especially talk about stuff like that, because I'm not going to be one of those people who are perpetuating that, but. Um, I think we just, we got to do better. You know what I'm saying? We just got to do better. about
1: that incident you just described. When did yeah. have- it, And
5: I can't even play the audio from it. It was over the weekend. I can't play the audio from it because it's so vulgar. If you know anything about Tommy Lee, um, she is just, I mean, she's bout it, bout it, right? She is a thug walking around in a beautiful body. I mean, she is a beautiful wow. woman. Um, she's beautiful, but she is really... She's been known to be problematic for a very long time. So she gets into a a whole thing. Well, we'll, maybe I can try to find like a clean version somewhere and play it for you uh, maybe tomorrow or so. But uh, just, you know, my point is that we got to do better. Um, Speaking of doing better, Mm. let's get into some quick news real fast. Um, My goodness, this girl just broke my heart. Um, Twitter, excuse me, not Twitter, uh, TikTok. There's a woman who's going viral for, I'm sure you've seen this. uh, She cut her daughter's hair. Mm that made me so mad i i don't even want to play the audio from that because she does get it she she has a little bit of um you know she's a little little vulgar but she she tells her daughter she's a uh, you know maybe 12 13 14, i mean she's a young you know young preteen or so tells her daughter that she um, she was you know basically warned her she says that she warned her maybe 3 months ago or she's been talking about it for a whole year that um educate being pretty is nothing without education. Mm-hmm. So apparently her daughter has been you know all up into herself into her looks and everything. She had these cute braids in her hair, mm-hmm. and then the mom says, also, oh, you know, you still don't get it like you're still you know, you still I've been trying to tell you that being pretty is nothing. So she starts to cut her hair from the basically from the scalp. she cuts off all of her braids and she says, I'm not a mom who likes to um physically punish my my child.' But I'm going to do this. And, she, and then um, everybody really tore her to pieces Which is on social media. Th- this is the point. The The question is, I mean, you said you don't do anything physical to, to discipline your child. But that is the most physical act, mm. especially for, I think she, she has a mixed daughter.
6: Mm. She's a black
5: girl, you mm. know. So you do something like this you cut her so that you cut her hair. That is a physical act. But not only that, you humiliated her. And she's trying to convince the daughter mm-hmm. to convince us, the public. She says, you're not embarrassed. Huh? You know, I did this out of love. Huh? You know that I love you. Huh? Like, so she's doing, and then the daughter's like, yes, yes. Like I I'm know like, like she's, yes. It's literally like robotic. Mm-hmm. Um, It's really sad. And then people are saying that, um the 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 problem is that you're teaching her that that form of abuse is love because you're saying you're doing it Mm. out of love but love ain't supposed to hurt love is not supposed to hurt have you ever you know have you you've seen those videos right where parents they try to prove a point on social media with their kid but they're like i'm doing this because i love you Mm. you know and it's like you're not thinking of the of the of the causes like the long term you know causes uh, effects that this is going to have on your kid mm-hmm. would you ever think of I mean what, I don't know what type of discipline you do with your with your children anyway but like is that an acceptable uh, form of discipline for you
1: I have evolved uh, okay I used to be a spanker
5: Oh, okay.
1: No longer. I couldn't imagine spanking my daughter. I could not imagine putting my hands on that beautiful That's a bit different,
5: though. Spanking, as a man spanking your daughter, I think it's a little bit different. I will never do it.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, But people were tossing around a phrase when it came to that video that I'd love to know what you think. Mm. Child abuse. Mm. Are you ready to put your toe into that phrase regarding that video? I go... That's tough. Uh, a I, low level of child abuse. I went.
5: Here's to where the problem. CPS should be involved. Yeah, uh, no, I, I don't know if it's quite that far. I can't say that based off of one incident. Yeah. When I think abuse, I think it's an ongoing thing. Right. A repetitive sort of like a pattern. Right. I don't know about a one-time incident. She really looks like she loves her daughter. Mm. She really seems like she she will do anything for her daughter. She claims that she spoils her daughter, and all of that stuff. I just I wouldn't I wouldn't quite say uh, abuse though, child abuse. I'm
1: with you. I didn't want to go that far, but most people were saying that they were saying someone should call CPS on this this mm, woman. Mm-hmm. And I go, no. But boy, is it inappropriate. Mm. And that's gonna mess with that little girl because yeah, those social the the, the digital footprint on social media is forever.
5: That's exactly right.
1: You don't think that girl's friend saw that? Yeah. You don't think they not only saw the hair on her head, the lack of hair on her head, but they didn't give her a hell when she got to school? Yeah. That's what troubles me. She's going to be ridiculed until the end of time.
5: You're right. And I think that even in the future, when she gets past this incident, she's going to look back. You know, like you said, that digital footprint, it it is there. And it's not going anywhere. She'll be able to uh, come across this and be like, man, mom, like... I, don't, I mean, I think she's really going to have some sort of resentment, mm. you know, about, I don't know if towards her mom. Again, we don't know the relationship that they have. We don't know how she's being disciplined over time. But this specific incident, I know that it bothered me mm. having daughters is, is, as well. Mm. I, would n- I could never, I could never do something like that. I mean, it is just not that deep. I think that you can find another way for sure to discipline your kids.
1: I've got her saving grace. Shave your head.
5: Ooh.
1: it. say, I was wrong. Mm. I went too far on this.
5: That would be nice. I think the problem is she doesn't believe she's wrong. I don't think that she'll ever believe she's wrong. She's, oh well. she's convinced that it's out of love. So, I mean, you know, hopefully, hopefully that was a one time case and that she will be uh, disciplining her daughter a little bit differently in the future. Mm. Uh, but right now, we have news and traffic. And when we come forward, we have the question of the day. And it's from Dr. Umar. Ooh. <laughs> so, stay right there and uh, join us when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580.
2: Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580.
3: Visualize places that we can roll in peace, and in my mind's eye, I see this place. The play is going past I got a spot for us all, so we can ball and Third hey, Man, hey, man. Hey, man.
1: 1580 oh, no, the conversations continue inside it's the it's Rye report we have touched on diddy and carisha and mark curry and who we got now
5: now it's dr umar whoo you're it, he's like your favorite guy i told you there's not much of him that i can take i can't take a lot Uh, that's just me me and my own personal opinion. He's just so aggressive in his delivery. It's just, I don't, it's just a bit much for me. But he's
1: dropping nuggets, is he not? Sometimes.
5: Sometimes. Like I said, 80%
1: of the time I'm with him. And then Evan night again, he'll go off on a, mm.
5: yeah. Uh, but really quickly before I, before I get into that, I want to shout out Marcus Atkins, who said regarding the other story, Mark Curry, he says, I think Mark was offended that the guy didn't recognize him. I think that's such a great... He
1: is exactly right. That's
5: such a great point. I mean, we don't know, but that's really... Marcus, that was really good. That's really good. Listen, I'm getting ready to play this uh, this clip from The Breakfast Club. Uh, it was Dr. Umar. He said a whole bunch of things, but he definitely said, also talked about polygamy. But I wanted to say this. I put up a poll inside the YouTube chat. So if you are in YouTube right now, go ahead and let me know if you think that he is right about, uh, about polygamy me you you let me know uh let's go ahead and let and let the man say what the man wants to say that's a
6: great that is exactly
5: right that's in an american
6: great community point. i mean we don't have know a disproportionate but that's
10: proportionate oh, rate of men and women more women than men then you're going to see a lot more polygyny in action although unofficial because there's not enough men to go around Mm -hmm. and so i think the moral argument too often is used to cover up very hardcore sociological issues that are not being addressed hold on let let me let me let me let me talk about that uh, because you know dr umar's rumored that you have more than one wife i don't know if that's true or not i've never been married oh okay (laughs) that wasn't but i will have two queens all right yes sir (laughs) so so is polygamy more realistic I think we have to understand that monogamy is not natural to alpha males. This is not only I'm true. I'm baiting <laughs> <laughs> That's you lost me there, man. <laughs> this, is not only, this is not only true amongst human beings, even within the animal kingdom. Okay. The alphas tend to have more than one spouse. And if you also look at women, as much as they may chide polygyny, Many women will date an alpha male with another woman if she's attracted to him. Just look at the amount of women who date married men, but at the same time say they're against plural
1: marriage. Mm, mm, mm,
5: mm, mm. All right, all right, all right. Settle down, settle Mm, down. mm, mm. Okay, uh, Danny, clearly you are agreeing with Dr. Umar on this one.
1: I've had, I've said it multiple times on this broadcast. Mm-hmm. A man cannot stay with one woman unless he's got God in his life. Period. I I will never waver from that opinion.
5: So for you, it doesn't have anything to do with alpha male or uh, like would it would it uh? Oh, by the way, I wanted to correct myself. I said the um the Breakfast Club. This was not the Breakfast Club. was on breakfast hell of a week. Yeah. This was hell of a week with yeah. uh, Charlemagne. Um, yeah, so Charlemagne, I forgot, I, don't, I didn't even hear exactly what he said. He basically calling himself not an alpha male because he can't have more than one spouse, right? Because
1: he got a good woman on his arm yeah. that stuck with him through all of his nonsense that yeah. he put her through for years. Yeah. Sometimes that's the way it's got to go, Will.
5: First of all, it's, I, I tried to look it up. Polygyny? Mm-hmm. It's a thing? It's a word? I, I th-
1: it, it, don't ask me to describe it because I could.
5: I looked it up in every type of way. All I found was polygamy. I don't know what this polygyny thing is. I'll try to. Uh, did he misspeak? I, I Okay, maybe. No, Be-
1: polygyny is a word.
5: Polygy- okay, but what is polygyny versus polygamy? Where's
1: the oracle when you need it? <laughs> uh, come, polygyny. Come on, the theory not now generally held that humans evolved from several independent pairs of ancestors compared with polygenesis.
5: What does... How does...
1: It says the theory that organisms originate in cells or embryos of different kinds instead of coming from a single cell opposed to... Mom- I have no
5: idea. Okay, all right. Well, we go ahead, go ahead and let yeah, that just, go. I don't we'll know, know how that applied to polygamy. Um, he I, maybe he I'll, may have misspoken. May, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he is Dr. Umar. But anyway, um, I, I'm, I'm not sure that I can... I'm not a male... I'm not I'm certainly not an alpha male. Right. Uh, so I can't necessarily speak to that part. I just don't know that I fall in. I, I, I guess I see. First of all, I'll be clear. I can understand where he's coming from. It's similar to what Nick Cannon has said in the mm-hmm. past. Um, I think that society has formed, you know, their own very strong opinion in our rule, our policy of of um, of being. um, um uh, of of being monogamous m- b- being <laughs>
1: and Nick Cannon said that marriage Ma- is a Eurocentric concept yeah being monogamous concept.
5: he did he did <laughs> say it, but I I think that's a part of, that's what I'm saying like that's a that's a a policy or a rule that society has come up with however it is it's, it's hard for me to say I don't know I do think that he says he will have two queens when I guess he does get married. I feel like this: if you if you don't want to get married, have as many women as you like, as long as everybody knows what's what's going on.
6: Exactly. But
5: if you choose to get married, then you are choosing you are choosing societal um a concept from society. Facts. So then I think that you you know that that won't apply then. So for Dr. Umar. If he is talking about marriage in the future, I think it's just really, it's absurd really to have more than one wife.
1: Robin, you said it exactly right. I tell cats all the time, friends of mine too, Mm -hmm. be single, just be single. Mm -hmm. You can have sex with as many women as you want, Mm -hmm. but they want to redefine what it means to have love and devotion. Because Mm -hmm. here's what one of them said to me, and I'm I'm paraphrasing.
5: Mm. Break it down.
1: If you are still coming home every night, if you are still... Paying all the bills in the household. If you are still doing everything you're supposed to do and having a a healthy relationship with your children Mm -hmm. and also taking care of your wife's sexual needs, Mm -hmm. what's the problem? If you got a little something on the side of it now and again, everything else is intact, what's the problem? Are you not still devoted to your wife and kids? It's a fair question.
5: Yeah, no, it is. It is. it's, it's, It's an absolute fair question. I just think that... All parties need to be involved. All parties need to know what's up. There's, you know, I feel like you make, you you figure out what your life is. You know, if you choose to, I, I actually follow someone, and I can't believe this. I think I followed this guy for a different reason, but turns out he has two wives, this man. On and now I haven't unfollowed him because some of the things I see are just fascinating. I'm like, I'm really fascinated by this. This, uh, it's not even a couple, this threesome, right? And so, um, I don't know. I it's just, I feel like my 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 uh perspective is that he likes one more than the other.
1: I'm glad you said that. Every single time I've seen those situations, mm-hmm. one is hotter than the other, mm. one is the homemaker, one is the mm. bed maker.
5: Well, no, in this case. Both women sleep with him They both wake up to him But they often do these videos Like funny videos And things like that One woman has been around Very long Mm -hmm. That has children with her I think he has children With the other one as well But she's I think maybe 10, 15 years into the relationship. But the other one has been like 20, 30 years or something. But anyway, every time they do the videos and he has to talk to both of them, he sort of directs his attention a little bit more. To, there's one light, really light skinned one. And there's a one who's very brown skin, very dark, like so melanated. All, all of them are black. OK. Um, and he's a dark skinned brother, too. So he has a dark skinned wife and a very light skinned wife. Pimp. And oh, my gosh. I throw my phone at you.
1: <laughs> Pimps all I'm saying. Oh, no. What if, oh, we're up against it here. What if one of them has s- sexual dysfunction and can't perform? And she's like, let's bring her in. She can take care of that. I'll take care of everything else. What if?
5: Uh, what if? Hey, 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 whatever floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat. If everybody is all right with it, then, you know, float your boat. That's not really the I'm moral saying. of the
1: story, what you're saying. If everybody's game, who are we to say that what they're doing that's is That's all
5: I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yep. And but, that's it. That's but, it. I but don't... can you
1: say that they're married under God when they do that, though?
5: See, this is when we start getting into the nooks and crannies. I mean, the society's concept of marriage, I don't think that they're under. But, I mean, in some traditions, they are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, you know, Good luck to them people, <laughs> <laughs> to you polygamists. Uh, when we come forward, we have the motivational moment of the night. I really love this one. This one is dedicated to the men. All right, so stay right there. It's KBLA Talk 1580.
2: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles, like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. Real talk, real time, the gospel, the gospel truth. truth. You're listening to The Danny Morrison Show on
1: KBLA Talk 1580. All right, the ride Report is on fire tonight, and the conversations continue.
5: Oh, yeah. Uh This motivational moment comes from King J. Barnett. Now, I've been wanting to get King J. He he actually said he was going to come on to the show, but we're going to talk about men's mental health, mm-hmm. um, and Um, because this is really what he does. This is his line of work. Um, But he... He made a, a, a post that I thought was just so profound that I thought I would read it for the motivational moment. So let me get into it. It says, you'd be surprised at how many times a man sits in his car, on his bed, in the bathroom, in the living room and holds his tears in because he's so stressed or lost or confused or hurt or ready to give up. But when he shows his face again, he looks perfectly fine unbothered and he still manages to smile and go about his business like nothing happened Mm. men are some of the most resilient overlooked and in the mind underappreciated to go through so much can i speak to your spirit for a second you are the glue that holds everything and everyone together your very presence is power when you speak it resonates and yet your silence is deafening in all that you go through as you are fighting for not only who you are, but who you are striving to be, just know I see you. Mm. If you're a man and you're reading this, I just want to say I love you and I appreciate you. You can't win the day. When you can't win the day, just keep winning the moment and know that I see you. It starts from the inside out. Ooh, woo that was very very powerful, and that was by King J Barnett. And uh, you know, this this always strikes me when I whenever I hear uh, something dedicated to men and the the things that men go through. You know, it's it's so interesting. I know two huge. Kind of different sides Of a man's story I know my husband Mm -hmm. Who has one story And I I really knew My brother's story Mm. Complete opposite ends Of the spectrum Right Mm. But still very heavy On both sides Mm. You know And what they go through Is just black men In society And so um, When I hear this And and hear about uh, How men are stressed And how You know How many times You might go Sit in your car And just You know Want to cry Or you know Confused Or feel lost Or whatever Mm. But you get yourself together. You pick yourself up. And the next time you appear, you look perfectly fine, according Mm. to this uh, to this post. And it just it touched me so much Um, for any man who's out there who goes through things. Just know that you are seen. Mm. You are appreciated. Mm. And uh, for me as a black woman, um, I just try to be light. You know, and, and try to be helpful wherever I can um, to, to everybody. But especially, I think I need to be make it even a, a more conscious decision to be uh, available to talk to and to be love and light for all black men.
1: You do it every single time you touch this microphone. Thank you, sir. We appreciate your positivity. And I ain't going to make this moment about me. Mm-hmm. But let's just say that it takes a lot to come in with the stress that I've endured over the last few days. And smile on this microphone. Mm-hmm. It takes everything. But I'm not by myself. There's a lot of cats out there dealing with loss, stressful jobs, mm-hmm. stressful marriages, relationships, uh battles with their kids' mom. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh child support. Uh you just go down a list. Yeah. And we still gotta put a brave face on and take on the day. It's mm-hmm. tough sometimes.
5: You know what? Um, you're you're right. And uh but what's interesting is that It goes even further than that. It goes deeper and younger than Mm. that. You know, think about these teenage boys who go to school who are um, you know I, I, I think about those kids who don't want to be like their peers mm-hmm. like they don't want to be the thugs they don't want to be the the knuckleheads the class clowns but you know they may feel like they have to be you know because they, they don't want to be clowned or mm-hmm. they don't want to be beat up or you know whatever the case is or they join a gang because they feel pressured or they feel um, you, you know all the decisions that they have to make that they feel they have to make out of fear of whatever around them and um it makes me i i i really did this at one point but i feel like i need to do it more i really need to get myself inside of like that school system it's coming yeah
1: i'm i'm kind of working on it uh, COVID is lifting, so we're going to be doing some stuff. I, I love to tag team with you and you and I go yeah. and do what we do.
5: What we need to do is I feel like we talked about it before, and I forgot this was months ago that we talked about it, but we had callers calling in and everybody, with you were telling them to email you.
6: Mm-hmm. People
5: had um, trade You know trades that they can get kind of you know some kids involved with trucking schools Mm -hmm. and trucking companies and things like that. But I feel like uh, we are we are in this community. Our voices uh, are going throughout this community for a reason. But we need we also need to be the ones to um to take the initiative to, to do something, to actually do something. Twenty twenty-three has gotta be on. It's gotta be. It's gotta be on. I was
1: looking at those young, beautiful kings and queens inside the uh Crenshaw High School marching band on mm, Saturday.
5: Yeah, man. I
1: love seeing black excellence that's young like that. Yeah. Still ready to take on the world, you know. Yeah. But I bet there's some pain in that band too.
5: Absolutely. But I have to say, it made me it made me happy when I see because you know, we were even talking about it then. I mean, I think you and Elston were talking about um, about either wanting to or knowing people who wanted to join, but mm-hmm. maybe had been af- afraid of being clown joining, you know, the marching band. First of all, they are so bomb, the, the, the marching band. I told you about my, my personal experience when I used to live in Compton, right across the street. I don't know if it was them or kids would go there to rehearse. I don't know. I, th- I think it was at the school. But we lived directly across the street. So it was like every night at 5, 6 p.m., something like that, they would just be going off, you know, with drumming and stuff mm. like that. And so it, it always brings me happiness and, like, a joy because I just it just brings back so many great memories. But it also makes me look at these kids like I'm so proud of you for um, getting yourself into something, something extracurricular after school because, number one, you seem like you're very happy about it. Music right. is your thing. Number two, um, you're not in the streets doing anything crazy.
1: And, and I'll be honest, and this is what Elston and I were talking about on Saturday. Being in a band ain't cool like it used to be. It's just it's just not. So if you are a young black teenager and you've made a conscious decision to be in a marching band for your high school, you're already going against the grain. And I know you're strong by making that decision. I don't care what these fools say. Yeah, I got to put on this goofy costume every now and again <laughs> and march up the street every now and again. You know what? I love this. And those kids, all of them going to win.
5: But you know what? I don't think it's I don't think it's goofy here's the thing I forgot you asked me if I had ever been in a marching band mm. I was not in a marching band but I was on the drill team in my middle school it's I was kind of the same it's thing. the same thing yeah. I was in the drill team and we did some big things like we were in a lot of the um like parades and we performed at like one of the big games before Wow. we p- performed at a big game and so um yeah I, I know what it's like to be a part of that you know sort of entourage and kind of kicking it with those kinds of people you know the, the but that's Cool. That's cool. What you were
1: doing was cool. Why
5: is it not cool for the marching band? Like just I, the, drum, the instruments.
1: I played a trombone from the third grade <laughs> to. Why well, you see you laughing already? No, That's how you're
5: yet. saying
1: a trombone.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> <it's> out <how laughs> you saying it.
1: And as soon as I got to high school, I got out because it just didn't seem cool and oh. sexy. I hate I did that.
5: Oh man. I
1: let my boys yeah. and girls too by the way. I let them determine what I thought was good for me.
5: Mm-hmm, Peer
1: mm-hmm. pressure was like, "Danny, why are you?" Cuz I used to walk into school with my big old instrument. Yeah, And it's just I didn't think it was cool anymore.
5: Yeah. Yeah, that hurts my feelings, but I mean, I mean, you 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 know you turned out all right. You and got I, a, you got to you got another instrument now. You got the radio, the radio instrument, the radio, Danny. <laughs> that Andy, was your raw Andy, report. Andy, it took
1: everything in my power to hold that one back. will we back.
5: come forward.
8: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Yes, I do. <laughs> 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 and trust me and believe me when I tell you.
5: <laughs> the re- the microphone.
1: <laughs> it it was very
5: it was very horny back then too. Oh my god. I'm
1: just saying it was the French horn. I'm just all right. Okay. When we come forward. News and traffic right now. We continue on the other side. Danny Boyle show. Stay KBLA 1580
2: Santa Monica.
1: On you. Shouts out to oh, Mama cool the Danny show. KBLA It is. It was so weird. Like she was on tour with Babyface recently, and it was like the weirdest connection. Like Babyface and Ella May.
5: Yeah, well, that's because his newest album has she's she's featured on his album. But he also has all these young artists on his album as well. So I mean, it's strange if you didn't know that. Yeah. But if you do know that, it kind of makes sense.
1: What do you What do you think she's going? Where it seems like she's, she's stagnant right now. Boot up was humongous.
5: Ah. Uh, well, yeah I, I feel like it's hard to reach that kind of success when you when you had you know a hit or a couple of hits because she had boot up and then um no. yeah tripping on tripping you, on you. Yeah. um which that was uh, with with help from Jacques because mm. he I think he made that pretty mm. much bigger than what it was with his little rendition of it but um I think she's been she's been kind of like holding steady, but I also think that it's just a matter of time before because she's a talent. Right. You can't really hold a talent back. You just mm. need the right producers, you know, writers or, or whatever. But she'll be back. She'll be back with something with something great.
1: Okay. I hope so. I was watching uh did you see uh SNL this past weekend?
5: No, I didn't catch it.
1: <sighs> Listen, man. First of all, Sizzle was the musical performer on there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really doing it big. Mm-hmm. But um what can I can remember her name right now. The host.
5: Kiki Palmer. Kiki
1: Palmer, thank you. Kiki <sighs>
5: Did she do a great job Listen. outside of, of announcing her pregnancy?
1: Which was amazing. That was
5: a great, great way to do I'm it. I'm going
1: to say something that might be a little controversial. Okay. I think she's the most talented person I know under the age of 30. Hmm. Regardless of genre, regardless of industry. Hmm. Give me okay. somebody more talented hmm. than she is. She showed on that thing. She said, I'm going to flex on this thing. She was acting. She was singing. She mm-hmm. was dancing. She was, I said, Kiki is amazing.
5: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'll give her that. She is, she's, she's always sort of been this triple threat, you know? And, um, and it's not that she doesn't get credit for what she does, but I sometimes feel like she isn't as big as, as her talents, um, you know, show, um, I I don't know. But at the same time, she's been getting the bag. So, like, you know, she's been consistently in our faces, whether it's, like, a major thing or not. She's Mm. been very consistent. Mm. So I think sometimes consistency is bigger than just the the bigness of you. Sometimes just maintaining that is is cool.
1: She's consistent for sure. Mm -hmm. And and answer a question, uh, a female friend of mine uh, saw that I was watching that thing. And she goes, I heard you diss Tiffany Haddish all the time. Mm. Kiki's doing the exact same thing and you don't give her no hell. Why is there a double standard? Mm. Do you think there's a comparison to be made with Tiffany Haddish and Kiki Palmer?
5: Um, yeah, the the, the, the little <laughs> Kiki thing. The little Kiki thing that they do. I think the dick... Well, because first of all, I'll have to say uh, in, in my honest opinion, that is why Kiki isn't... She doesn't turn me on the, in that way because she has that little thing. But... She also can be serious. She can also Mm. be just, I mean, and not that Tiffany Haddish can't be. It's just that 90% of the time you see Tiffany, you see her in that, you know, Mm. in that zone, right? Kiki is like that. She puts it on. And in those times, it's not my favorite thing in the world. Like, I don't, you know, the gag is. Like, I don't get, I don't like it. It's just, it's like, it's not, and I'm not even hating on it because I know a bunch of people who get down like that. It's just that particular personality is not my thing right? right it's not my favorite thing to see on her um like there are probably a few people who actually do it that i think is funny that i actually like right it's just when she does it it's not my favorite thing right like i don't mind when tiffany does it I do. which is interesting you do which is really funny but i, I think it. the difference is kiki is um a little bit more widespread than Tiffany. Akeela and the B? Akilah and the B. She has, she has uh, great acting chops, whereas Tiffany, again, she's been acting, but it's usually still in that. You think Tiffany Haddish is on screen. Right. When, when, when you're in character, you're supposed to disappear yourself. You're supposed to disappear as a person mm. and become the character. Tiffany Haddish always looks like Tiffany Haddish. I agree.
1: Very well
9: said. You were saying, I love Kiki Palmer. You know, she used to be my you know celebrity crush or whatnot. But I remember when she had her talk show. I don't know if it aired on BT. Yeah, or it was BT. What you guys were talking about the little that little smirk that man she did that so many times on that show and <laughs> it drove me crazy. And you know some of the topics that she discussed and you know I don't want to you know discredit her experiences or whatnot, but I just felt like. You're kind of too young to be talking about some of these topics. Like, you're talking like you over here went through 15 years of experience through, you know, some of these stuff. You know, and that just, that really turned me off about her. That's but fair. But she's doing her thug this, though. Salute to her, though.
1: To Robin's point, though, let's not forget that she was on, was it Good Morning America or today? Uh,
5: it was like G, uh, it was it GMA3? GMA3, I think. The same yeah.
1: thing that uh, yeah. Mr. Holmes was on right
5: now? Well, it was with Michael Strahan and... Um, I don't know who who the the woman co-host was.
1: I don't know. It wasn't Robin Roberts.
5: No, it definitely wasn't Robin Roberts. Well, yeah,
1: so she can get serious. Yeah. You know, she's proven it. And it's very articulate, very intelligent, Mm -hmm. very energetic. There is mm, 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 definitely a lot of that. Mm -hmm. But, man, I was watching her on SNL, and I was like... Kiki is the truth
5: I love man. her when she's rapping I love her when she starts singing when she flexes on people and lets people know listen I've been in, mm-hmm. in my bag like there's this clip that uh was going around social media where she was probably you know 11 10 11 12 or something where she was talking about her landing the role of Aquila in the bee and she she still she always had it she was like I was like yes I'll take that you know she always had it and someone says she's always she has like a 64 year old spirit mm-hmm. you know and it's true she's always just been like a you know kind of like an older you know um person in that young body of hers but um yeah i think that's the main difference i like her being consistent i like the talents that she has no doubt about it she is gifted mm-hmm. she is super talented i just don't always like that that whatever you call it i don't know what to call it i just it. Call, like, it, <laughs> that's
6: what I call
5: it <laughs> i don't i don't always like when she's when she's that way
9: uh. it's the gabrielle union how <laughs> remember what was it like a couple weeks ago you guys were talking about gabrielle union and how she uh like she fixes her lips a certain kind yeah, of way or whatever last
1: week robin talked about that Yeah, mm-hmm.
9: I-, I think that's what that is that's mm-hmm. the best way to, to describe what you're referring to the
1: no i just think it's playing uh playing on stereotypes i think it's just that simple i really do i think mm-hmm. but haddish does it all the time what bothers me is haddish will be on a red carpet and you know she'll be looking just lovely you know just beautiful gown and everything Entertainment Tonight comes up. Uh, Y'all know who? Y'all know I was going to come fire today. Tiffany, no. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just talk to him, sweetie.
9: Isn't that her being authentic, though? Being where she's from? Is it?
5: Well, no, I think that part is true. I think that she's definitely um, authentic. I think that she is just herself. And so on one hand, I think the reason why people love Tiffany so much is because she never lost herself mm. she never let the industry t- tell her you can't be that okay so she remained you know herself right and i think that's one one of the reasons that we love it so much the key, key thing actually to andy's point that that almost seems a little bit like in order to get y'all to like me, I gotta put on a, like I gotta you know make y'all laugh with a little right, bit of Tiffany da, 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 da. Get that. Same hell, I don't feel like I feel like Tiffany that that is who she's always been.
1: See, I don't know where Kiki's from. Do you guys know where she's from?
5: I don't know much about no.
1: Cause we know Tiffany Haddish was from here and she was homeless for a number of years yeah and went and hell of Tiffany childhood.
5: Haddish was a uh yeah she was the mascot at at my kid's school oh wow which is very interesting but um she used to yeah she used to go to the comedy clubs back then I just feel like even when we saw videos of her younger she was always the same way and not that Kiki wasn't but I feel like Kiki was performing performing for a very long time so that performance is the let me yeah because you know what i mean it's it's a part of her now it's become a part of like her character right that's who she is but i think she was putting on
1: so you think that's the difference between haddish and kiki i think so haddish is real kiki is performing
5: yeah but but kiki you would say that kiki's been doing it so long that it's it's who she is now too but i think it came from a different place
1: Mm. well she did it well And to your point, we were talking about one-hit wonders and such. Mm. SZA was the musical artist Mm -hmm, on there. mm -hmm. And I'm like, can SZA come back? Because, you know, she lost her voice for a while. Yeah. A lot of controversy on whether or not she could actually sing for a little while Mm -hmm. there. She was on there. She did great. Can she come back and do something big?
5: Yeah, absolutely. I I feel like anybody it's she she definitely wasn't a one hit wonder I mean this girl was SZA was like the, she, she was she was like the summer walker of you know like when she came out everybody was talking about SZA mm-hmm. that's how summer walker did but um yeah and though she went out with some voice problems um for a little while Rise. I feel like yeah yeah <laughs> I feel like she can come, absolutely come back there's nothing um stopping her from that
1: and last question where do you put her in the hierarchy of young female R&B.
5: Mm.
1: Like you mentioned Summer Walker. Mm-hmm. You would say. Her. SZA. Her.
5: Her is like definitely Big on Shawn's top. Big Sean's lady. What's her name? Jhene Aiko, Aiko. Many would
1: put Janae Aiko at the top. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you put them? Those four.
5: Uh, I would put her on top.
1: You'd put SZA on
5: top? No, her.
1: Oh, her, her on top. Sorry.
5: Yeah, her. Uh, This is just my my own thing. My own little hierarchy. I will put her Um. Janae is is definitely up there. She, maybe her next. Um, so her Janae, Summer Walker. I do like her. I just wasn't fanning out like everybody when she came out. I think she's great. I think she's great though, um, and I love her story. She had a, an Instagram story where she used to do cleaning.
6: Mm. She was a cleaning
5: lady. Started her own business as a cleaning lady. She would set up her camera and clean people's homes and offices and all of that stuff. Wow. Yeah, she's still, it, it's probably still on Instagram somewhere. So I love those, like, underdog stories where you see somebody come up. But anyway, I love her voice and her song. She's great. Um, but I don't have a, a playlist of Summer Walker. And SZA is is kind of right. It's hard for me to rank them all. It's just they're all all—they're all great. They're think, all up there.
1: I think Janae is the champion. Mm. I really do. I think she's got a number of it. Go ahead.
9: I'm gonna say Janae, number one. Yeah. I think her and Scissor are kind of like similar. You know, the mm. same. I'm gonna throw in Kalani. As yeah, well.
5: Kalani's Forgot gotta be Kalani. in there. Yeah.
9: And you know, as talented as Summer Walker is, I think um, the issue that she has with you know being social, you know, and you know doing interviews and stuff, mm. I think that's gonna hurt her in the long run. Music's
1: too aggressive for me. You know that means her music is, is aggressive. too aggressive. Summer oh, okay. Walkers. Okay. By the way, we're not. Uh, is Doja Cat in the conversation?
5: Oh, Doja Cat is a problem. Is Doja she? Cat is a problem. Is she she's number just one? not she's just not she's not she's not that kind of R and B, but Doja Cat, she's she's the truth. She is. She is the truth. Um I still got Sinead number one. Yeah, Jhene is a different, she's a different kind of, she's the Sade. Mm, She's the Sade. Like, you know, she's just, she's not the, you got to be in a mood to listen to Janae. Mm. Like, not a mood. I mean, you can play her anytime, but I'm just saying she is a mood. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Janae is like, she's she's so dope, but she's a certain type of, she's when I want to, I want to, you know, clean my house. I want to, you know what I'm saying? Light the candles. Like, she is that type of mood for me. You Mm. know what I mean? She's not somebody I'm like. And she's got some jams where I can bump it in my car and stuff like that too. But mood wise, yeah. nah, her is is her is really really her dope. Is a she's dope. She's got it all. She's got the different kinds of songs I can play her anytime anywhere. She's mm-hmm. really dope. Um, SZA is is also great, but she only has a few, you know, like songs that I can really like bump. I mean, but I, I really like her. I, I like her a lot.
1: Yeah, I read an article this weekend that her is doing uh, Beauty and the Beast, a musical, on some. Where
5: is that? I don't know where that is. I but I'm going to also tell you, she has a machine behind her. And her has been at this for a very, very, very long time. She's perfected her gift. Mm. She's perfected her team. Um, She's got Jeff Robinson behind her. And I don't know if you know who he is, but I he's don't. manager extraordinaire um a whole team of people i mean so her is really she's really really the truth she has done it successfully behind closed doors mm. and it's not just you know for the people so like yeah she's gifted as all get out she's a musician so she plays her her instruments i mean she's really 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 certified i love her
1: mm-hmm. no, no pun intended mm-hmm. <laughs> you were saying Andy, it's, it's
9: real interesting that uh <laughs> you find summer walker aggressive but dr umar you can handle it. It's just
10: funny to me. The different the levels of aggression. You know what I'm
1: saying? I have no problem saying that there's a double wow. standard. I've told That's you guys before. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to female hip hop, I don't want to hear cussing. Fellas, cuss all away.
6: Mm, but You did la- say that. I
1: don't want to hear from the ladies. I'm, I'm sorry. Mm. I want a lady to be a lady. You know, you could be you could be sexually aggressive without being too aggressive. salt and Pepper was talking about sex all the time. But they were never too aggressive. Mm-hmm. So was Latifah. So was Light. They were talking about sex. Mm-hmm. But they weren't. Really, Tomosi. Mm.
9: Lil Kim, Nikki.
1: Is that aggressive? Lil Kim broke the mold and I think changed the game. Um, but I liked her, yeah. But now it seems like all mm. of I can't get into Meg The Stallion at all because okay. it's so aggressive. Yeah. It's like,
6: God dang. What? Yeah. Yeah. 1 800 1580. 1
1: 1580. When we come forward, Q is back on the phone, wants to talk oh, about Van Jones. Danny Morrison Show, KBLA, stay
2: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles, to nighttime, nighttime, by George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Real talk, real time, the gospel truth. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk
1: 1580. Uh, the overarching conversation today was about Van Jones, who made some comments apologizing for the black community and how we've reacted to Kanye West's Inflammatory, anti-Semitic comments. And uh, Q is on the phone. Q wants to respond. Q, give me your height, your color, and your hood. Q. Uh, five ten.
4: Violet. Black. West L.A.
1: West L.A. Checking in. Drop that. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was telling Robin off mic. I said, now, I already know which direction Q's gonna go because uh, <laughs> I know you got a problem with Van Jones, man. This mm-hmm. is this is underhand slow pitch for you. But first of all, how is the king and the queen doing? We're doing great. I'm, yeah. I'm a little disappointed you didn't come out and see the KBLA family on Saturday. I wanted to meet you, man. When do I get to shake your hand? Huh?
4: Oh, brother, next time I will. I was so uh, I was trying to close some business um, transactions before the end of the year. All right. And so that kept me they're busy. But next time, I promise I will.
1: Got gotcha. you. As long as the you. And Robin will be there. I definitely will be.
5: Well, thank you. We look, <laughs> we look forward to it.
1: We appreciate that. We know you got kids to lock in cages. You got things to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing with
5: you.
1: <laughs> What's on your mind
4: tonight, Q? <laughs> you know, they said they said the kingdom is always at peace when the king and the queen are in perfect harmony.
1: Ooh. But
4: every but every once in a while, uh, that little bird. Will come on on, uh, on, uh, on the branch of the tree and you know still the birds' music. Mm. So I like to say that thank you guys for what you are doing, for what you are bringing to the community. Mm. And I take my hat out. Um, as now getting back on the subject, I don't think um, Reverse Candace Owen, who is Van Jones, is qualified. To speak on uh, any issue concerning the black people. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in my book, anyone who uh, talks black slaves, white, you don't qualify. When was the last time he was in the black neighbor- neighborhood? When was the last time he was in uh, uh, South, uh, well, South LA or any other part? Uh, in the country Well not to, not,
1: to, n- not to push back on what you're saying and I'm definitely not saying that prisons are in no way the black community but he spends a lot of time in the prisons where a lot of kings are up in there come on now, you gotta give him credit for that, right? That, that
4: that's a different issue with the community we are the ones that are facing even those who are in prison, yes they are incarcerated, but at least they have some kind of a protection they have some kind of a, a, a three three meals a day they have medical, they have all these things. But those in the neighborhood in the in the neighborhood, they are lacking all those things. Those things are not available for them. That's a fair so point. if you really want to know if you really want to know how black people are, how black people feel, go to the neighborhood. Talk mm. to the neighborhood. See what is happening out there. He hasn't done any of that. He's not qualified to speak on behalf of black people from my point of view.
1: But, Q, if you're going to use that now, as the barometer on whether or not somebody's a true black leader and can speak on black issues, how many can you say are in the black community on our streets talking to our people? It ain't very many of them, I tell.
4: Yes, there are some, those uh, there are, uh, there are people out there, but he has never been. You know, if you want to talk about a true, real black person, or oh, I'm sorry, a true, real black leader, who really, really concerned for the black people, who feel for the black people, is Minister Louis Farrakhan. Yeah. He's the only black bear person who speaks or who feels the pains of black people, and he has done something about it. Because years ago, you and I know—I think you remember—the um, his organization uh, started producing uh, some cosmetics because uh, our queen Spend so much money on hair and you know as stuff and all these sprays and all these kind of uh, uh, hair-dressing material mm-hmm. so they, uh, the group start producing um, hair care products for the black women but uh, what happened this this the uh, the corporation were able to influence the uh, 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 the so-called uh, black churches or the uh, or the pastors who dissuaded the part uh, their congregation from purchasing those products, they said because it was produced by a uh, uh, Muslim.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: What what difference does it make? This is our economic survival, and this is something that they have been taking away from us for years.
6: Mm-hmm. And
4: now here somebody. Who wants to do something about it? And yet, still, these sell-out pastors and all this, I can't even find the correct adjective to qualify them because they don't worth it. They were able to uh, tell their congregation not to, simply because it was made by uh, uh, somebody of different faith.
1: Well, I'll be the first person so, to say uh, that back in the day, I thought that Louis Farrakhan was pretty radical. And when we watched him on TV, my mother and I, and all of us, uh, my siblings, we always saw him as being as an other, almost. It's like, you know, he's too aggressive, and he's saying too much, and he also don't worship the same God that we do, so we really ain't going to listen to him. I tell you what, upon further review, <laughs> it seems like everything that he was yeah. saying back then, now, in 2022, you go, dang, Farrakhan had a point. Farrakhan had a point 30 a po- years ago. Yeah,
4: he has a point. Look at where we are today. Look at where we are today. And those are things that we have to uh, uh, Divorce ourselves from this thing called religion. Religion has hurt us more than anything else.
1: Facts.
4: You know, so, in every once in a while, people say, "Oh, God, God." And I ask them, "Which God are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Look for the look for the meaning of the word God. It means what idol and image. So, why are you referring to the divine creator as God?" When in your, in your Christian Bible, it says that shall not worship any graven image or any idol. But yet still you are referring to the divine creator as God.
1: Yeah, but the problem is, Q, there's some people that believe once you put a color on your faith, it discredits that that faith immediately. God has nothing to do with race. He has nothing to do with color. God is all about love. So if you say this religion is good for black people, it discredits the entire
4: Yeah, but with God, are you talking about, are you talking about, look at the the definition of of God in the dictionary, and you see what it means. You know, I don't think even Christians should use the word God. They should even use the divine spirit or the divine creator, you know. and, And this was perpetuated upon us. You know, by certain uh, elders that I do not want to mention their name because they're gonna say we're being anti-Semitic. But you know what I would like you and uh, the queen to do when you get a chance, please read Revelation chapter two verse nine and Revelation chapter three verse nine.
1: Two and nine and three to... and nine. Are these the same verses you gave us last time? I think they
4: are, aren't they? Okay, I don't think you read. Uh, I don't think you did. You read it.
1: I read them over the air. I think those are the same ones you gave me last time, yeah. Revelations 2 and 9 and 3 and 9. Yeah, I read those.
4: You probably, you probably did, because I know you don't lie.
1: I don't lie. You know? No, I but, don't. No.
4: I, I've never I've heard never, you tell a tale. I'm just a very, but, very uh, handsome man. I, I, so, you
1: know I ain't lying. Robin <laughs> 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 but,
4: but firstly, uh Seriously, we have, if you want to talk about... Uh, Fif- a, a, 15 a seconds, true, go ahead. Uh, yeah. If you want to talk about a true leader who really cares about black people and concerned about black people, I think it's uh, uh, Brother Louis Farrakhan.
1: I think Rizza's in there and, too. For uh, me. I think RZA is right there. That, that's just, When you talk about a man of the people that understands the youth on where the black community is headed, I think Rizza, when I listen to that cat, I go, i tell you what, it's really impressive, man. Uh, Every single time.
4: That doesn't come close to uh, uh, Brother Louis Farrakhan.
1: That's fair. Call no. of the night right there. Give a cute call of the night. I appreciate you calling back the way that you did, too, sir. Have a blessed night, IQ. Q? Peace and blessings by, by the family. Much love. I appreciate you. 1-800-920-1580. Uh, news and traffic now. We go to Perry in L.A. On the other side, Danny Mo Show, KBLA Stay there. Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on
2: KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. You're listening to The Danny Morrison Show exclusively on KBLA Talk
1: 1580. All right, we, y'all got to hear this track. Shout out for Rowland for making this,
0: this happen. Is Let's give flowers to the woman of the hour. We're talking strong black women like a Fannie Lou hammer. The Maya Angelou's Coretta's or the Shirley Chisholm's. It's quick to tell us what it is and what it isn't. No gimmicks involved, it's not for recognition Speak truth to power Run my way, we ain't just politicking The dynamics in the past was embarrassing, but now... No comparisons, how about we change the narrative in And girl, power to the world to give the world power. And more power to the people, got the world shouting. We needed change, so now that changes us when y'all doubt it. we feel the pressure, extra, extra, in tell them read about in it. In Let's give a roar to Karen Bash, she the people's champ. City's first black female mayor, ooh, we needed that. And I can't even cap you, get it if you listen. The plan been to bring a whole bag to the district. Kevin Best. Kevin Best.
5: Reggie Tap or Reggie T. Oh my goodness. That Fire. song is off the chain.
1: Man, that production is crazy. Oh, a little little rocking hip hop vibe yeah. on that thing.
5: Yeah, that was that was excellent. Wow. That, that's a vibe right there. I mean the the whole beat was just and then his lyrics and it's just ah everything. You know what I mean? It's just like one of those one of those hits. I love it.
1: Some would say that's an energy hip hop record, wouldn't we?
5: Yeah, that would be considered an energy hip hop song.
1: Six foot, seven foot better than you are Fight the Power is just the dumbest out. thing I've ever heard in you my life. I am still out. upset about that. Then Why you you tri- up- Y'all got to be kidding Bro, you me. you won. Six you, foot, seven foot. Really, it doesn't matter if I won. It should have been a clean sweep.
5: And and technically, you, you did not win according to all the people. So all your
1: family on there. All in they're friends they're and family not, on there.
5: Not friends or family. I saw you but cash and every single one of
1: them. Go on, say that. Put that phone for $5. Are lies. Dollars.
5: Those are lies. You know
9: what, Robbie? <laughs> My girl gave you a clean sweep.
5: <laughs>
1: what? You need to dump her.
5: <laughs> Give me that. Don't you dare. You need to dump her. No, she was right. Just like everybody else on YouTube. Andy, I don't know what happened to you that night. You, you disappeared. Nah, man, it was fair and
1: square. What do no, you
5: mean? No, no, sir. Except no, sir. for six foot
1: seven foot. Give me a break.
5: <laughs> the freaking power you're still are you upset crazy? about the golden girls hold Cut on it out we just talk- you want to go to college You mean you want to go to college
9: We just <laughs> talked about this this Karen bash record right let's yeah. be honest yeah the energy is coming from the music more so than the lyrics Definitely. right which,
1: which was the point that Robin made yeah. I mean you could have somebody like Buster rhymes who's gonna bring the heat in the studio and they slow the beat down so he could do his thing and then there's other cats that are the exact vice versa mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, that cat I guess you have both covered right? He was pretty energetic. The beat was all over the place. It was crazy, but did he have energy?
5: The, on this song, mm-hmm. he had some. It was more about the the energy of the of the of the beat, though.
1: Yeah, he let the mm-hmm. beat ride. Let mm-hmm. it do for do what it wants to do.
5: Yeah, it was just one of those like hard, like you know, kind of like you know, rock, hip hop, mm-hmm. like yeah, it had it had a lot of energy. I miss that. Mm. I
1: miss when hip hop used to put a little toe in rock music. I miss when Michael Jackson would do you know. Uh, a rock record with Dirty Diana, mm. or Janet Jackson would come up with If. Run
5: DMC, they uh, did that record with King uh, of
1: Rock. There is none higher.
5: Yeah, and uh Walk This Way.
1: Walk This Way yeah. with Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No one does that anymore. Yeah. was the last time we heard a hip hop rock record?
5: It's been a long time. It's been a long time.
9: Crazy. We, we heard a an R and B rock record.
5: Which one What's is that?
9: that? If you want to call it rock, what? Steve Lacey or, was, or is that RB pop? <laughs> I'm
1: gonna no, give him, that's, he's from LA, so I'm a. <laughs> the
5: Bad I'm Habit song? Yeah, Bad Habit. I don't know if that's rock. That's pop. It's that's pop. definitely pop. Let's
1: go through the phones real fast. Perry's been on the phone listening to our banter. Uh, Perry, give me your height, your color, and your hood, Perry.
11: What's up, bro? What's Six up? one, Black, living in LA. Hey, uh, I wanted to go on the Kanye issue, but I wanted to tap on politics for about seven seconds. Gotcha. Seven seconds if you allow me
1: to i will la checking in drop that for perry come on yay,
11: yay. go ahead the floor is yours <laughs> okay i'm a i'm a proud republican and uh what i wanted to say i think kanye west brought this racist guy to uh donald trump place to try to mess up this record so we wouldn't win it for 2024 and uh on the Kanye racist thing, if whoever the Jews or whatever, if they're trying to break him and take all his wealth, well, wouldn't the average person, like, continue to just say whatever, whatever about the Jews? Because in their mind, if he, they trying to break him and not play his music no more and all this, the average person would do the same thing, too. Like, well, let me continue doing what I'm doing if they trying to, like, break him. I don't know.
1: Um, but some would say it's entirely self inflicted. No one's doing anything to him. It seems like he's he's pretty much sabotaging his own legacy, his own his own career.
6: But
1: why why is anyone else being blamed for that? what he's doing? I don't know. It just
11: seems like every time it's a black speak out against something, like the other races, try to like break them, make them lose their contracts and everything. So
1: I have no. problem. do agree
11: with, that. with what he say, but. Uh, Maybe he's feeling like F whoever if nobody don't care about me.
1: But, Perry, is it possible that Kanye is just not well and we're trying our best? We we try to, uh-huh. we try to contort our bodies to try to agree with that cat. Is it just possible
6: Kanye's not if the all the the guy right?
1: had mental issues, help
11: him. Yeah, they just, like, trying to destroy the man. I mean, I'm not a Kanye West fan that much myself neither because he's trying to make us lose the presidency. So, you know, um, I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you you did yep. say you're a Republican. Tell me how that's possible. How I'm is, a, rep- a proud
11: Republican. Huh? How is
1: a how is a black person a Republican in 2022? I'm listening. I'll shut up and let you just break it all down for me. <laughs> you want me to tell you why? I'm listening. Because <laughs> when you vote
11: Democrat, when Democrat mess up everything, whether they're in the right or the wrong, Democrats still vote for Democrats. Ever since the man Joe Biden been in office, the guy have not done not one good thing. The middle class is wiped out because of this guy. And when you guys had the House and the Senate, he had a lot of chances to do something for blacks. And he didn't do nothing. So now y'all don't get the House and the Senate. So hopefully us Republicans can make it right. Maybe a lot of people need to look at Fox Cable News. To know what's That's really what going I mean, on in the world, instead of looking at CNN and uh, whatever else, MSNBC. Wow,
1: I love I love how you're just spewing talking points you heard from somewhere else because you're not making any sense, man. Talking about he's not doing anything for. It Biden. makes
11: sense. You I, you vote Democrat, you don't get
1: nowhere. for I,
11: Fifty years, we I'm,
1: still ain't nowhere. I'm just simple asking questions tonight because I don't want to put yeah. I don't want to put my beliefs Joe on Biden you. Just messed up. What Is what Joe what?
11: Biden haven't done not one good thing. He left all them people to die in Iraq. The pipeline he can't drill no oil in the United. He just messed everything up. Soon as he got in office, all them executive orders made thousands of people lose a job. The guy ain't nothing. So yes, I hope Donald Trump do win. Oh, i losing my support a little. But uh, just a
5: quick question for you: How um, long have you been a Republican?
11: I've been a Republican for about 20 years, and I can name 10 more black, 20 more black Republicans in 10 seconds if you need me to.
1: We don't need you to do no, that. I'm not, just, I'm, 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 I'm always John fascinated Hannity, by black
11: I listen to John Laura people. Ingram, Leo 2.0, <laughs> Officer Tatum. All of them got talk shows. And some well, of them is black guys.
1: I'm just I'm just always fascinated with black Republicans because they could not care less about you. Yeah. I've always wondered why. You, and I, I might agree with you on the shortcomings of— people say Donald— Hold on, hold on. Uh, me, people say respond, Donald Trump Let me is respond. Great. Hold on, Perry. Lord, that must say. People say that, uh, yeah. myself included, the Democratic Party has not done what I believe that they should do when it, when it comes to our race of people. However, the Republican Party is not the answer, though. Why wouldn't you join the Green Party, some independent party? The Republicans could not tell us Why about not? you. Why not? And they, I want you to give me something they've done for you. If you say the Democrats haven't, I can name 10 things the Democrats have still falling short. You ever short. heard of Tim Scott? I'm listening to you to tell me what the Republican Party has done for you then. You ever heard of Tim Scott? They've done a lot for me. I'm listening. Break it down. He, he done a lot. When when Joe,
11: uh, I mean, when uh, Trump was in office, he helped a lot of black salt got me a good job. Joe Biden is more racist than Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump helped a lot of blacks, a lot of jobs. Did you know that that Joe
1: Biden has already created more jobs than Donald Trump had in his entire four years? Did you know that? The only thing the only thing
11: Joe Biden did is getting a lot of blacks killed off fit and all he will not secure the border for nothing it's drugs it's running over here you
5: know what i find Look at interesting Fox News and
11: y'all will see what's really going on what Dollars. i find
5: interesting is that you know whenever um myself danny whomever whenever it. we see in the media tries to um just ask simple questions of republicans there mm-hmm. always seems to be uh, just a a, a a circle of, you know, running around and, mm-hmm. and no direct answers, you know, like, you know, you just and this is not to attack you or go against you. This is uh-huh. pure curiosity, pure, you know, conversational. Right. We're just asking. Well, Danny uh-huh. just asked, what has the Republican Party done for you? And you said they've done a I lot. But They've they done a lot for
1: blacks. Know, but, yeah. but you, you have an answer to all Joe had, Biden had
11: the went the house in the Senate, and they didn't even do nothing. He needs to secure that border. Kamala Harris, her future is over with once Joe Biden get out of office.
5: It's common, So
11: she won't do nothing. Yeah, Kamala Harris, she probably scared to report about what's going on the border to her boss, Joe Biden, because she knows right. he ain't going
1: to do nothing anyway. So. All right.
5: Okay, Perry, we got to go. Thank you, Perry. Have a nice night.
1: Look, I, y'all can't say I don't try. When Republicans call this broadcast, regardless of the race of that person, I always try to give them their time. I ask them simple questions. They can never answer the question.
5: That was pretty, pretty simple. Um, But yet they will. It sort of reminds me of Donald Trump, who will say all of these different things about everyone else and, you know, and just kind of beat around the bush and it's just like be sp- very specific be you know um, answer the question and, and I don't think he did that very well
1: got to give it to the Republican Party if you've got black people voting for you hey <claps> you're here congratulations wow Danny Mo Show, KBLA stay there from Bakersfield to Los Angeles from nighttime. Nighttime.
2: like George and Weezy Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA talk
6: 1580
2: Real we'll talk Real time, the gospel truth. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: You're listening to unapologetically progressive KBLA Talk 1580, Danny Morrison Show. Let's go back to the phones. Charles, Charles, get up in here. Height, color, hood, Charles. <laughs> L.A., 61. LA check it in drop uh, that. Come on, let's go. Yay, yay, yay. We got a few minutes <laughs> here. Tell us what's on your mind tonight.
11: <laughs> okay, well, Van-, Van Jones should apologize to African Americans for uh, assuming that he could he could apologize for us and for lying and saying that he that he apologized, that he didn't apologize when uh uh, uh you can see on the speech. Uh, I sent you a text and you can actually hear and see. Oh, what this he is said. you. Are he you said, 18- I want to
1: Are you 1800 Unitas? Yes, Yeah.
4: 1 800
1: Unite Us. That's UNITE. the Black 411. 1 800 Unite Us. So the Black 411. 4- oh, you got to expound on that. What What is that? 1 800 <laughs> Unite Us, Black 411. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Well, we unite people with uh, black owned businesses and also uh, promote black events.
5: Love that.
1: By the way, that's call of the night already, <laughs> just based on that comment right there. I'm on your page right now. And uh you, oh, yes. <laughs> you doing it, man. I appreciate you.
11: I hey, appreciate you too, man. Appreciate you and everybody there at, at fifteen eighty. Yeah, no
1: doubt.
11: And uh yeah, he says I want to say to you, I apologize for the silence of my community twice in that speech.
1: Hmm. So uh and then he lied and said he didn't say it. That's what was disappointing to me. Like, he came out and said he didn't say it, and then he had that one, I don't know who the media source was, came out and retracted the statement saying, you know, he really didn't. Upon further review, and then the audio came out, and then Van Jones is invisible now. I i just told Robin off mic, by the end of the week, here's my prediction, you will see a press conference with Van Jones apologizing for apologizing. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I think he should get some time off the air. I think that's what he deserves. Well, look, Van Jones, y'all not going to have me throwing him under the bus, man. I think Van Jones <laughs> is amazing. I think he's done a lot of great work for the black community, a lot of the work we don't see. He does a lot for uh-huh. us. He wasn't giving $100 million from Jeff Bezos for nothing, because Jeff Bezos also sees. He's out here doing it. He's putting his money where his mouth is. But... Like well, Robin said, us, we got to stop ending. We got to stop canceling people for having yeah. a bad moment. Yeah. He had a bad what's, moment. what's one thing I, I I'm just not aware Danny. I appreciate it if you tell us one good thing he's done. Uh, prison reform. I broke it all down inside my opening monologue. He's got a group oh, called I, I, Yeah, he's got a group called man, Colors for ahead. Change. He's got the uh, uh I wish I had it in front of me. He's done so much for us, man. Keep in mind, he and, he and Kim Kardashian were walking hand-in-hand in hand into the White House House working with Donald Trump to get that bill signed, man. He's He is mm-hmm. at the forefront of prison reform in this country right now. Give him credit. All right. Well, I think 1580 is doing more. Well, you know, give him best call of the night again. That's like the second time we're going to give him like, We're going to give you two trophies. I hope your mantle big enough for two trophies.
6: <laughs>
1: hey, I appreciate you. Have a blessed night, Charles. Okay. Yes, sir. You too. Uh, Although he's absolutely right. Mm. Look, I think 1580. Walking around that event on Saturday. Mm. And everybody coming up and saying something about the station and the personalities there and how Tavis Smiley is changing the game and it's so nice to have something unapologetically black and they have something, whenever something's going on in the zeitgeist, you Mm -hmm. know, everybody turns on CNN, they turn Mm -hmm. on MSNBC, they turn on local news. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, 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 Mm -hmm. you know where to go. If you want the true essence of what is happening from our perspective,
6: Mm -hmm.
1: you know where to go. Mm -hmm. And it is so nice to hear people articulate what I already knew. (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that's always great. And you know, truth be told, when we were out there, um, you know, with with all the all of our people
6: mm-hmm. on
5: Saturday, that's what they can. I mean, it's it's always so great. You never know. You're just talking on the radio. You never know who's listening, and uh, they they all just had so many great things to say. And just you know, they were so tuned in to to. Every part of who, who's on the station. Right. And they just they're always tuned in and and thanking us for, you know, um, being unapologetically black and bringing our issues to the to the station and just talking about it, you know. So uh, it that was just refreshing. It mm-hmm. really was. It really it really is.
1: Beautiful people out there. Y'all got to mm-hmm. understand, like I've been doing radio for a minute and I was handcuffed for the first half of my career. Mm. Don't don't be talking no politics on the air. Even though yeah, I was a writer, I was a columnist, and I was able to type everything that I wanted. When I got on the microphone, those mm-hmm. bosses at that station would go, uh-uh. So I left that station, went to another station. They gave me more freedom. Mm-hmm. And that's where I found my voice. Yeah. And I would never, for the rest of my life and my career, be handcuffed on saying what's supposed to be said. That's the beauty. Tavis Smiley, when he brought me here, he said, I'm going to take the cuffs off. Now you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. You say what you need to say. And it is such a blessing to come in here every single night, share a microphone with you. You too, Andy. And mm-hmm. we can talk about what's really going on yeah,
5: yeah, in definitely. the
1: black community and just being black in America in general.
5: Uh, one of those things before we close out for the night, I wanted to say, uh, it, I, I looked it up. It's called the Reform Alliance. Uh, it is a privilege prison advocacy group that uh, Jay-Z meek Mill Van Jones is also part of it and they had done some really really big things um, during the uh, during the pandemic. Which, you know, I guess technically is over now, but they had given uh, provided masks for every jail in the U.S. You know, they they just had done this organization itself just does a lot of things. But he's also on the board there. So, I mean, he's just been doing a lot of things for a long time.
1: Give Van Jones his flowers. We have to. We have to. You will hear an apology soon.
5: We'll see. We will keep our our eyes and ears open for that. It's coming. Mm -hmm.
1: Keep it up, Van. We appreciate you, man. You better watch your words and your tone, man. Careful. Good luck. God bless. Go on. See you tomorrow. Keep it on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Be good.